guys and girls, and welcome to episode 140 of the F Reality Podcast. We finally made it in the end. We're here, better late than never. So this week, we're going to be celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Oculus Rift S and Oculus Quest. We also get a glimpse of the Minority Report-style future of Oculus Pass-Through Mode. We finally get our hands on Iron Man VR on the PSVR, and Rowdy has some releases for you to look forward to next week. Uh, but before we kick off the show, let me introduce you to the team, find out what the highlight of the week this week has been. I, I already know what Nathie's highlight of the week is, and that's uh, getting the show up and running. <laughs> the, the, the chat is asking if, if uh, Mike's audio can be a little bit uh, louder. I think we're all a little bit uh, on the quiet end. Uh, it's Nathie today who's doing uh, yeah. all, the, all, the, all the button work, so I'll, I'll just forward it over to him. So did, my, did Rowdy make it across the pond? Maybe you should tell that story, Rowdy, whilst uh, oh, Nathan tries to fix things. That 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 was insane. So as you all can see, or at least the people that are are, are listening uh, are, are watching the video right now, um, I I'm in a different room. So I mean that that is a that is a good thing. Uh, the only problem is that I I arrived here all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is a crazy story because like yeah. for, for those that are regular to the show, you'll know that Rowdy's been planning to move to Canada from Belgium. And you should maybe explain because that, that happened on Wednesday, right? This week. Yeah, correct. So I've, I've by now booked uh, eight plane tickets. Wait, I just need to plug something real quick. Uh, I've now booked about eight plane tickets, uh, but all my flights have been canceled. I've been trying to fly with, with Air Canada because I'm moving to, to, to Montreal, to Canada. And what, what I've been trying to do is, is get here because I have a job here and I have a, a really nice job offer. I've been planning this already for, well, let's say about like six, seven months now that I've been, been trying to get this arranged. And um, of course, then the entire uh, virus thing happens and like all my flights were canceled. But eventually, uh, after my third flight was canceled, uh, Air Canada recommended me to maybe try and fly from Frankfurt, which is in, in Germany. Um, it's about a four-hour drive for me, so it's, I mean, it's all right, it's a bit further, but uh, we were willing to do that, uh, both me and my wife. But um, the thing is that I, I currently have a position here, but my wife doesn't have a position here yet. She's just traveling with me. Uh, she does have a work permit, so she's allowed to, to travel in normal circumstances. Um, so I contacted the embassy, I contacted Air Canada, I contacted the, the embassy of Belgium, the embassy of Germany, the embassy of Canada, and all of them said, if you have the right documentation, which, which you do, um, there should be no issues. So uh, fast forward to, to this Wednesday, I, together with uh, my wife and my father, uh, travel to Frankfurt, uh, where we were planning to to take a, a plane. However, once arrived there, they told us that only I was allowed to go on the plane, and my wife, for some reason, uh, was not allowed to to go because her travel was not deemed to be essential enough. It was essential, but not essential enough <laughs> to to be traveling. So uh, eventually, I had to take the plane uh, by myself. Um, and afterwards, I found out that uh, my wife now, today, is actually uh, allowed to come based on uh, the family reunification uh, rule that they've implemented. So first day, they say, no, you can't travel with your wife. But once you're in Canada, you could just book a new flight ticket and then your wife is allowed to come, uh, which is a really weird uh, kind of system. I think it's... Um, it's so <laughs> it's so counterproductive to, to do something like that. Um, 
But then the story didn't end yet. Uh, so what actually happened was I finally arrived into Montreal. I need to go into two weeks of self-isolation, of course, because that's what they all do. Uh, every, almost every country does that. But at the same time, um, I need to eat. You know, that that's something that I would like to do while I'm in Canada. So uh, I arrived here. I, I had an Airbnb booked for like a good month so I can do the self-isolation. But then when I tried to order something some groceries because I don't want to like only order in fast food the entire time and the other things are far too expensive to be eating on a on like I know like two or three meals a day so what happened is I tried ordering groceries but the waiting period for the groceries was two weeks <laughs> so in two weeks like I just need to like try and not eat anything eventually I did manage to, to sort something out uh, with uh, with another delivery service that helped me out a little bit and in, in trying to get some food here so all in all, it did it didn't end well. It was just like it's been a it's been a very hectic week. Uh, it sounds it. Week. It sounds it. It sounds almost yeah. as stressful as what Nathie's going through right now. <laughs> um, so, but so so your fiance will be uh, joining you soon, hopefully. But we don't know yet. It's been resolved. Uh, yeah, the thing is, we now contact the embassy again in order to get something written on paper, and mm. hopefully, with that stamp, we'll we'll then be able to fly her over as well. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't see any problems coming there now again. I mean, I made it already, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm 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 keeping keeping positive spirits. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Well, at least you made it there, you know, because you've got this new opportunity yeah, there. Sure. It's very exciting. Hopefully, you know, after this gets sorted, you know, you can settle in and and start your new job, and everything will be sort of semi-normal again. Um, I hope so. Yeah, but what a crazy story. So uh, how are you doing, Nathy? Good. <laughs> Pretty good. Good. We're live. Yay. We're, we're live. We're Hello, it. everyone. Yeah. Um, As you can probably see, like, um, you know, Zim isn't here this week. He normally runs the show. Um, but, usually you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, usually I, it's fine. Uh, Not a problem. But, uh, I don't know. I have many monitors. Had, let's, say, let's say it like that. You know, I, uh, we had a few technical issues before yeah. this show. Well, um, but we've got, we've got, we've still got a good show lined up for you today. Loads of interesting news yeah. to talk about particularly around the anniversary of uh, Rift S and Quest, mm. and also some stuff about the future and yeah, no, uh, spatial, yeah. virtual uh, reality escape rooms as well, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, but we're going to get into that uh, very shortly. But do you have any sort of highlights? Like, obviously, Rowdy, you've been sort of um, busy playing the game of life this week, so you haven't <laughs> played any sort of games as such. Um, also, feel free to share your games that you've played yeah. and your highlights in VR this week in the chat. We can read oh, some of those out. I I did do something. Um, okay. I tried hand tracking on the Oculus Quest. Oh, okay. Um, I, I have to say, I was I was slightly amazed by it how 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 well it works, and I was highly disappointed in that Netflix has not implemented that yet into their application. Yeah. Uh, if there's one mm. thing that I would use it for, it probably would be Netflix, and it would probably like be way cooler to show that to people. Uh, when showing the Oculus Quest that they can use their hands like Minority Report, you know? Yeah, definitely. And we're going to be d diving deep into hand tracking uh, in the first segment of the news. So let's save yeah. some of those first uh, initial reactions for that. But um, yeah, what about right. you, Nathie? Have you got any highlights this week? Any stuff that you've been enjoying in the metaverse that you want to share with us? Um, yeah, well, besides also the hand tracking stuff, um, I mm -hmm. checked out Iron Man on the PlayStation okay. VR, but it was like totally... Un unexpected because the 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 day um you know this this hand tracking update launched uh suddenly sony decided to then also just throw their demo into the arena so mm -hmm. while i was you know trying out hand tracking i was like iron man okay screw it so i i just threw my almost my quest out of the window because 
I was like so surprised by this whole announcement. So I instantly, you know, uh, um, set up my my uh, uh, PlayStation VR. And um, as you may know, uh, I tried it before, you know, at Gamescom. I think I did a first impressions here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now I tried it again. I can just say that it's as good as the last time I tried it. Uh, something I was very impressed by is, um, well, first of all, how good it still looks. Uh <laughs> You know, because, yeah, it's PlayStation uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Pro. Um, but, you know, for, for what you, you you can see, it's great. You know, it's, it's still amazing what magic they can pull off with. Well, it's not an outdated system, but it's also not the newest one anymore. So it, mm, it, yeah. it, it's a pleasure for the eyes and how much they can pack into a scene is, is great. They use all these smart tricks, right? Um, and, uh, the and does it use the um, the move controllers or uh, it does? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gamepad. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I, I, maybe you can use the game. No, I don't think so. I don't think so okay. because I tried to get into the menu with my gamepad and I couldn't even get there. Um, okay. But what I was very impressed by is that the tracking was amazing. So uh, in in the Iron Man uh, PlayStation VR uh, game, you uh, have to turn around because there are enemies behind you, in front of you, and what they use is is the old trick. You know, snap turn, smooth turn, and then you turn yourself around. Um, but since I'm someone who plays a lot with the Quest, plays a lot on PC, I'm just used to not doing that. And I also prefer not to because I always think it's immersion breaking and it does make me feel a little bit funny when I use it. Um, so I try to not use it also because it's 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 just more beautiful, cooler also on, on video, right? Because I was recording it. Um, but to my surprise... The system that they use predicts a lot of the movements. So I was able to even shoot behind me without having to uh, use a snap turn. So that's that's just great that they that they can pull that off. Um, so yeah, Iron Man is definitely something I'm looking forward to. This demo is is amazing. It's free uh, and it's it's about 30 to 40 minutes. They give you not only the tutorial, the intro, but also chapter one. They just give nice. you all of that. So it's like they're so confident to be selling this game to a big public. So you get a lot of content. It's almost like, I was like, well, if I have this demo, should I still be buying it? Because this is already chapter one. Maybe that's already like halfway of the game. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's my highlight. Nice. And that's going to be a PlayStation exclusive title. So don't expect this one to be coming to uh, Oculus Quest. Sony is involved uh, in in, in a very deep way. So I don't think it's even a timed exclusive. No. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Uh, we got some suggestions from the chat. Uh, D one three sixty VR says Walt's wizard hand tracking is magical. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, Water UK said he played many hours of Elite Dangerous, some GTA five in VR, and jumped into Rec Room with Zim and a bunch of others from this lovely community. Oh, okay. big group community hug there. Uh, Esp <laughs> Vogel says this week uh, Tetris, Tetris, and some more Tetris and Doom. Man, Doom is the best <laughs> id software game released just yet. I don't think Doom, the Doom he's talking about, is the one in VR, though. I think he's talking about Doom Eternal, but Tetris oh. Effect is in VR, of course. I mean, the classic uh, Doom could be lit, too. It could be classic Doom in VR. I saw other people playing that this yeah, week as yeah. well. Uh, Dave1000 played Robo Recall and Star Trek Bridge Crew on the Oculus Quest and all the hand-tracking games. Hmm. Uh, Swift's in Diddley, I think it's, is, is the <laughs> name. Uh, played his minimal- name. <laughs> 
Mini Moto Racing X on the Oculus Quest this week, finally getting some real racing games on the device. And mm. Dave the Psycho played Space Team VR and new hand tracking updates in Curious Tale, Elixir, and Waltz of the Wizards this week. So, mm. yeah, loads of uh, cool stuff. Everyone's been up to re some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I've had a pretty busy week um, this week. Uh, I haven't played that much, although I did get to try out the Elixir hand tracking demo this morning uh, before the show. But like I said to Rowdy, we'll be talking about yes. hand tracking very, very shortly. Yeah. So I'll save that uh, until we get into the news. Um, but before we get into all the juicy news this week, uh, I've got a real special announcement to make, and that is that I want to thank the sponsor of this week's show, and the sponsor is Synth Riders. Now, Synth, Synth Riders is uh, a unique VR rhythm game from the fine folks over at Kluge Interactive. And what sets Synth Riders apart from other VR music rhythm games is the way it makes you move. So you actually feel like you're dancing and cutting some epic shapes when you play this game. Uh, it really feels like you can get into the jam and freestyle it a little bit with your movements, even though you're following the actual rhythm of the, the orbs. Um, you can play your way through uh, 30 different music tracks, uh, over 30 different music tracks available in the game. And uh, yeah, Synth Riders is also unique in that it supports custom tracks, has your fitness tracker integration oh. and cross-platform multiplayer mm. where you can play with up to 10 other players. Uh, which is pretty awesome. I also tried out the multiplayer this morning and uh, the multiplayer is quite interesting because you play with other people and then it tells you uh, where you are on the ranking system in compared to other players that you're playing with. Oh. And they could be on other headsets, which yeah. is really you, nice. And you were on plays, uh, what is it, 700? I was bad. I was really bad. I was, I was enjoying it. I was really enjoying the, the, the movement and like the, the getting into the dancing. As uh, Nathan knows, I love yeah. a bit of a dance. You oh, know, yeah, we've, we've danced yeah. the night away in VR chat before. That's true. So yeah, uh, Synth Riders was totally uh, my jam uh, this morning, getting my groove on. So uh, if you're interested in checking out Synth Riders and the new Electro Swing DLC, they're available right now on Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift, Steam VR, and Viveport. Links are in the description down below. So thank you to cool. Synth Riders. Yeah, thank you. The best parts, what I think about, are the, are the rails, by the way. Yeah. I think the rails are like awesome to do in, in virtual reality. And also the variety of music that they have. Because I, I had like a, I had like a very jazzy track where like the rails were every time when the trumpets came. It was mm. so well done because it, it, it gives you that feeling of like, you know, how, how a trumpet sounds, like how you would do the movements in VR. And I also had like a like a death metal track with like a screamer who was singing like it's so much variety of music and i can appreciate that i'm i'm, I'm i like a lot of different now, genres as well now so. the real question is can you become a trumpet while playing the trumpet track because it does have avatars too so i mean ah, you can nice. you can maybe I, customize I, it i wanted to ask this i wanted to ask this as well what is the <laughs> hardest difficulty that you tried uh hard Hard, hard. And, and, yeah. and I was I was just about managing on hard, so I, I, a little bit of practice, I reckon I can step it up fairly quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, hard it's, is it's the a... most fun, though. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still it's still fairly doable, I think, on hard. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's it's a proper workout, and it's 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 hard enough to be fun. Yes, uh, the only thing I would like home, is that yeah. if if those beats would have like a, a punchier sound, I would like that more. Right. Yeah, I, I, but like you say, when you ride the rails, you get that nice haptic rumble in the controllers yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. which uh, makes you feel like a total badass. Uh, so yeah, that is Synth Riders, a uh, sponsor of the uh, the podcast. We're going to be doing some cool stuff with them over the next few weeks. So if you want to maybe, you know, get some keys, then uh, follow us on Twitter and also follow the Synth Rider group on Twitter as well. And uh, we'll announce that in the coming weeks. So mm. thanks again to Synth Riders for sponsoring the show. We really, really appreciate it. So let's dive into the news then. First bit of news this week is that Oculus Quest's hand tracking feature is now out of beta 
and is fully released. Mm. Now, the hand tracking feature, let's go back uh, to the past a little bit and sort of when this was first announced, because this was uh, initially unveiled at Oculus Connect 6 uh, last September. We are all there together on the show floor at OC6 watching this announcement. And I think it was a bit of a surprise announcement for everyone, right? We didn't expect this. We didn't see this one coming. Um, very unusual because the thing is, prior to this being released on the Quest, um, you know, you needed additional hardware to enable hand tracking and it was like a PC VR only thing. You know, you needed like a leap motion. And I remember Nathy doing like videos on leap motion stuff like three, four years ago, maybe yeah, even <laughs> maybe even longer. Um, and that was the only way you could experience like hand tracking in virtual reality prior right, to this really. Right. Um, so when they announced that hand tracking was coming to the Quest, it was a big surprise that not only was it a free update, um, but you didn't need any additional hardware for, to enable it either. It was kind of already going to work with the insight tracking cameras, which is pretty magical when you think about it because it's doing so much at the same time, tracking your body, tracking controllers, and now tracking your hands. Um, so yeah, it's a very, very you know complicated system which they've managed to pull off. Mm. So um, that was a real first taste uh, that we had that, that hand tracking was coming. Uh, and then in December, they launched hand tracking in beta on Quest. So back then, you could just navigate through the Oculus Home menus without the need of controllers and just by using simple sort of innovative gestures, you know, like pinching um, and moving your hand around with that and also, you know, having your palm face to you and, and pinching as well to open the menu systems, like the, um, the home button, basically emulating that. Yeah. Uh, and it then feels very minority report, right? It does. It Especially does. It feels you very can cool. Use both hands at the yeah. same time, so you can like scroll, like like doing that, or like stop it, and like it feels very minority report. I think it's does really it make cool. you feel like Tom Cruise, Rowdy? It. I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so after the beta released, uh, and you could never get the menus, um, some really interesting stuff started popping up on SideQuest. As we've talked about on the show before, SideQuest is like the indie sort of place where you know you can put all your experimental games and apps um, and really sort of dive deep into some really unique stuff there. And they had some really cool experiences there. They've got like the Hand uh, Physics Lab, uh, which just recently released. They've got Cubism. Uh, hand space, which is a really bizarre one. You can even grate your fingers off, which is uh, really unique. Uh, and you could even play the piano in virtual reality using uh, VR, uh, Virtuous or Virtuous oh, yeah. uh, app, which is really neat. But but now this week it's all official now. So uh, Oculus released the feature out of yeah. beta, and now we have some officially supported hand tracking games and apps available on the official store. So the one I wanted to talk about, which I said it was my highlight of the week this week, is Elixir. And this is the one I tried this morning, and it's completely free on the store, by the way. Uh, so you can go and check it out. And I think this is the same demo that Oculus were giving to some people and press back at OC6. Uh, I remember there being a booth for it, but I, I, the queue was really long and we couldn't get access to it back then. Mm -hmm. um, but the premise is you become an apprentice for a crazy sorceress. And uh, you go into her sort of layer, and you can use your hands to interact with the environment to offer a unique and sometimes magical VR experience. Now, have you guys tried this one? No, I haven't tried that yeah. one. You have? Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's about 15 minutes long, right, Nathy? Well, yeah, if you just play it casually, then that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it is fairly short. It's, a, it's and, on a timer, uh, kind of. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's short, but it's very, very polished uh, because it's made in collaboration with Oculus as well, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, although I want to tell you about it, I don't want to spoil anything because okay. there's some really unique parts of this demo that you probably have never experienced before in Fair VR. Enough. 
And I think you're best to go and just try it yourself, mm. especially because it's free. Yeah. So I would just say on my recommendation, it's definitely worth trying. Have it in your library. And it's one to demo to friends and family and watch their reactions when they try this out. Because I yeah. think it's one of those games that really uh, shows off the true magic of VR, especially when you show it to people that have never tried it before. Would you agree with that, Nathie? I Yeah, no, totally. I, I think the only thing that I do want to say is that you might want to play it twice. Because as I said, it's 15 minutes, but then, then you, well, you could probably play it again because there, you can find more stuff uh, the second time. Uh, Interesting. Uh, so there's some hidden Easter eggs to, to scout around. And, and oh. another thing that I can definitely say is that uh, there is something in there that is still from Oculus Connect 6. And that is the fact that, I, like, I didn't try to demo at Connect either because I also had to stand in line for like hours. Uh, but... Mm -hmm. Um, so what they built in was that if someone didn't know what they had to do or just, well, didn't listen to the, you know, the person telling you what you have to do, um, the developer is going to, uh, suddenly talk to you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was in there and I was just AFK for, I don't know, like five minutes, but still having the quest on my head. And then yeah. suddenly I hear like, hey, uh, so uh, you have to do this. I'm like, who the, who the heck? I was like, am I on Discord or something? But it's like the developer telling you like, hey, listen, uh, you can just do this. So yeah, if you want to hear yeah. that, then just wait. And, and, and yeah, it's pretty funny, I would say. Nice little Easter egg yeah, there. Know, but yeah, the way it's, it's the way awesome, by the way, to see that uh, it's again like the Oculus Quest that is like pushing the boundary a little bit further. Because mm -hmm. uh, initially, when they released the hand tracking, the uh, the impression, at least from the conference, that we all had a little bit was more for like, um, you know, like industry or like not really games. But you can see that the community then again like comes together to try and find like some kind of neat application. And it's another one of those features that if you if you show the quest to someone and you say, oh, where are my controls? And you tell them, oh, you don't need controls. Just just look at your hands, and they see their hands. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like a a mind-blowing moment for a lot of like gamers who have never tried virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about hand tracking is that it makes VR very accessible like you say to those people that specifically aren't gamers because whenever I've demoed VR to people as soon as I hand them the controllers that's when the problem starts especially mm. if they're not gamers, you know like my parents yeah. for example um, because you're like, oh, you need to press this button or use this thumbstick, and they don't even know what a thumbstick is. Whereas if you're but just even saying for gamers, I think like the mm. the idea of like you know a controller is always a sort of like an extension of your hand or like you know an mm. optimization. But then it, the ultimate thing that you really want to do in a game is you know you want to grab that gun and you want to shoot it. And of course we're not there yet, but you can see that we're like coming closer and closer to that. And I think as a gamer, it's incredibly cool to like watch movies like minority report and that kind of stuff and to see those kind of technologies now seeping into like you know the the kind of gaming world and like the, the yeah. for the consumer yeah yeah, true. yeah. That's awesome. I, 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 like as you said you know i i played with hand tracking years ago um and leap motion had like a few demos and they were great but you can just see it getting pushed way further suddenly developers creating stuff on side quest as well it's it's spreading way more there's more but it's also because the industry is bigger now there's more drive behind it uh and and that's awesome i, I would have never known it would actually get to this point because when i tried mm. it with leap motion it was great but it was more of a you know an, an extra and and it still is kind of but it's, it's but there is yeah. still way more you can do like you can mm. now control a menu with it so mm -hmm. it like you would not like to but it's also use because it's for everything implemented but... in it 
Like leap mm. motion is something you have to add to it. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's much harder to develop for. But this is like just integrated in that, was it 399 Canadian dollars, maybe? Mm. Uh, Canadian device? dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. 499, like, maybe. I don't know. I kind of, uh, you know, think it's a bit like the iPad or the iPhone when that first came out. You know, when you know smartphones wasn't really a thing and then touchscreens came out and it became so accessible and so easy to use for everyone yeah. that everyone has got one now. You know, even your, your grandma can work an iPad. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. that simple. And, that, it's, and that's it's the same like thing. It's kind of like the front camera, right? Mm. Yeah. You know, first, like phones just had like a back camera and you could take pictures. And then you had the front camera and like people started doing all kinds of things, like, like facial unlocking of the phone, like, you know, those kind of things that all came because people started adding like a, like a front camera. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is kind of neat. So, so one thing that I do want to say about the hand tracking, and 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 it's it's something that that is a little bit annoying, but I'm sure they're gonna gonna work it out in the end. Is that uh, is that there is a small delay between your hands when you go left and right? It's, mm-hmm. it's very minor, but you still notice it. Um, that's the only thing that is still kind of that that makes it hard for you to be accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, although I think it, it's way more accurate than it was when it first released. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the no, tracking was way better this time around. And it's I think the motion that of... is like pretty challenging, I think, to, yeah. to make. But I think they use like, um, you know, like um, AI and, you know, machine learning yeah, to yeah, predict do. where your yeah. hands might be in between the movements that doesn't get tracked. Mm. Uh, but but as, along with Elixir, you can also check out uh, Waltz of the Wizard that has now had an update for hand tracking. That's a paid app. That's, and that's also, great, by the way. That one is really of the great. Wizard? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and they, they, they created, like you see it now on video too, they created this this system that allows you to use locomotion uh, nice. with your finger. It's like a, nice. you just point somewhere and then you go there. It's great. It really works. That's really cool. Uh, and then you've also got Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets uh, from Fast Travel Games. Uh, they've also integrated hand tracking into their game now as well. So it's a free update to these games if you already own them, but nice. they are paid apps. Yeah. Uh, so go and so check those out. Next year, but, next year, haptic gloves, and the year after that, just jag into your spine. Great. Just straight, straight in there. Sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think, you know, uh, by Oculus making VR more accessible using this tech, because, you know, it's clear that they want to use hand tracking uh, for productivity and other bits and pieces, which we're going to touch on in a bit. Um, but this is a great start, I think, you know, and as a free update, absolutely solid. Yeah. But like uh, Rowdy said, you know, in terms of, stuff that I'd like to see hand tracking integrated into. I think big screen is like, you know, a no brainer because you're sitting there watching a movie anyway. Like you said, with Netflix, it doesn't really make sense to sit there and hold controllers the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think, you know, uh, for, for Zim, you know, who's like well into his sim racing, I think hand tracker could work really well integrated when paired with a, a steering wheel or a HOTAS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can see those movements represented uh, in VR and you can see maybe a slight pass through of your actual steering wheel or hotas. That would be a really interesting use case. Or things like like a virtual desktop, of course. I think yep. I, st- I still want to get like some sort of a keyboard or at least some kind of like, I don't know, like some feedback in order to, to, to be able to. I-, I want at one point to get my entire workflow into virtual reality. I have like a massive screen. I have like a whiteboard. I have yeah. like, you know, a keyboard I can work on. Like I, I need all of that and a chair. <laughs> yeah so that i can like really like you know have my entire office in virtual reality i think that well, would be amazing let me touch on that in in very very briefly because i'm going to talk about that because i don't know if you saw that tweet from boz uh you know uh, from facebook oh, yes. um but um of course with the hand tracking update with quest uh it is only available on quest right now and you know like this week i did tweet out that felt a little bit for rift s owners because you know they're not getting these updates right now it just seems like 
you know, if you've got a quest, this is where all the magic's uh, happening. Well, does it get Whereas, any updates at all? That's a better question. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just wonder if that's a hardware limitation of the Rift S or uh, Oculus just don't see the value that in adding that to the platform. That is a very good question. Uh, but let us know what you think in the, in the chat because we'd like to know yeah. uh, what you think I, I do think that. a lot of these things have already been pre-planned with, mm -hmm. the, uh, with the Oculus Quest. I think that the Oculus Quest is just in general like a newer device, even though they're released at the, at the same time. I think that uh, the amount of work that has been going on at, the, at, at, at both of them has been probably the same. But I think that uh, the Oculus Quest features that were initially planned in the production process, I think they, they knew already three years ago, for example, that they wanted to get, uh, you know, hand tracking in there or they wanted to, you know, when they started development, they probably put those features in and they're now rolling them out as they get them ready. They don't announce them, of course, because if it, if it needs to get scrapped, they don't want to look bad. But yeah, I do think that that is the case with the Oculus Quest and with the Oculus Rift. I think that they still aimed at like different kind of features and that those kind of features already rolled out because yeah. it's the second iteration. Yeah, and I think we're going to touch more on why we think this is going to happen near the end of the show when we sort of summarize a bit more about both Rift and Quest and the release and what's happened since then. But on a brighter note, though, we did get a glimpse of the future of remote working and productivity this week uh, using VR. As the VP of AR and VR at Facebook, Andrew Bosworth, he posted this clip on Twitter, and it was this really cool clip, and it was basically showing the use of hand tracking and pass-through on a, on a future prototype headset, which they haven't announced, of course, um, because it was like a, it had color screens through the pass-through, looked really nice, uh, and really reminded me of something straight out of, like like you said, like Minority Report, when yeah. you know Tom Cruise is there manipulating windows with his hands and sort of multiple displays and all this information is coming at him at the same time because you're not bound by your physical limitations yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it just kind of shows how VR and AR could completely replace our traditional desktop monitors in the future. <laughs> and maybe Nathan you won't have these issues with uh, OBS scenes and monitors anymore. He'll have to deal with these OBS oh, yeah. scene issues in his headset instead. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That would be easier maybe, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You can just control them with your eyeballs then. With my eyeballs. I do Pro wonder with this off. clip, like, is this actually like him showing off a feature or is that actually him more like showing off like how he actually is doing work? Um, I, I think part it, of his development I think it's just part of the development some sort of like prototype concept tech that they're mm. working on right now um, because like you know ultimately if 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 Oculus and Facebook want VR to go mainstream productivity and doing everyday application stuff in VR is what they need they people to, to do right yeah. you know answering emails whether it be like you know word processing writing documents doing artwork whatever it may be they want you to all do it in a headset and if you don't need like a desk with monitors, a keyboard, a mouse, yeah. you know, you, you could do it in any space and it becomes more accessible to more people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's scary that, that, too, right? It's kind of scary, but kind of awesome in, at the same time, I yeah. think. Um, you know, it's going to be a big jump seeing that, you know, people leave keyboards, you know, we've, we've been using these things <laughs> since typewriters. Um, so I think it's going to be a while, but, yeah. you know, I think it's exciting and interesting and definitely looks very futuristic indeed. So, so you're saying that in... Maybe a couple of years, I could just throw my keyboard into the dumpster. I don't know. And I, I don't know like, if it'll oh, hey, be whatever, that soon. I, I don't know. I don't know. And the they, thing is, I don't like as well about those. You, know, you remember those like foldable keyboards or like those <laughs> foldable you could, like, just like yeah. take with you or roll those, out. Those and are like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that also don't really. I mean, at least I don't know. I mean, I've but, never used one. Maybe they're hugely popular and I just have missed them. But if you think about it, you know, we we use keyboards. You know. 
they're, they're so rudimental, really, if you think about it. And now mm. we've kind of switched over to smartphones and we, we've got really quick at typing with our thumbs even. So I'm sure we'll adapt to anything that comes, yeah. uh, yeah. comes at us in VR in the future. It's but... typical that you guys use iPhones, you know, you still oh, yeah, type yeah. with your thumbs. We just swipe, oh, sure. we just swipe yeah. away. There we go again. <laughs> Well, you Android, you Android boys. <laughs> you know, you know what uh, Espen says in the chat. He says, "Like, just throw your keyboard out and be the future." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that is hand tracking available now on Oculus Quest. Sadly, not on Rift S. But uh, Boz from Facebook did give us a little bit of a glimpse of the future with hand tracking and productivity. I, I, I do wonder though. Mode. Like he he's sharing it, but there is no main person sharing some co cool updates. Like you're suddenly like, oh, this this dude on Twitter shared it. I'm like, mm. there is no like I didn't see it on the Oculus uh, social media, or I didn't see it's so scattered around. It's like Maybe there's no they main share guy. It. Yeah, maybe they didn't share it on Oculus because they don't want to promise something they can't deliver, no, no, no. maybe. And he was just teasing the tech to yeah, maybe, like, like, industry folk. Yeah, because yeah. people people who are consumers are following. But it's like this, This I'm sure a lot of people in the VR scene don't know this man. And then someone's mm. like, oh, he's sharing this? It's yeah. more like, I would love to see one main person who's like, oh, True. I, I have yeah. all the experimental stuff. Let me share something new with you. Yeah. Instead of like, he's, oh, he's, hey, he, maybe I should just post this. It's kind of cool. Yeah, he's the big <laughs> boss of, uh, of VR and AR at Facebook, though. I'm, I'm sure Andrew a lot of Boswell. people have no idea who this yeah. man is. They just Boss. enjoy Boss. their stuff. Boss. Yeah. yeah. Boss. Boss. Yeah. So that was uh, hand tracking. Okay. So now there's, there is another update, actually, for Oculus Quest, because, as we said, Oculus <laughs> Quest is getting all the updates. Um, so along with hand tracking, they also got another update this week um, for update 17, I believe. And this is another update which makes uh, the use of VR a little bit safer for everyone. So this is nice. Uh, as now the inside-out tracking cameras can intelligently scan your play space when you're setting up your Guardian boundary to alert you of any obstacles in your way. Now, I managed to get the update uh, on my Quest this morning and tested this out before the show, and it works really well. So basically, if you have a Guardian set up already, you need to uh, do a new one. So you need to set up a new Guardian uh, to see this feature in action, basically. It doesn't work with your existing Guardian. So you trace the outline of your room, as you usually would when you set up the Guardian initially, but now, if there's any objects in your space, it will highlight them in red. So to test this out, I dragged my chair here into my play space. And uh, yeah, it kind of was like highlighted with these kind of like little red dots uh, that there was an object there. And obviously you could see it through the pass-through anyway, but it's kind of highlighted in red. And then as soon as I move it away, in real time, the dots kind of disappear uh, as the, 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 the tracking is learning that the object is gone, which is really nice. You kind of have to like move around a bit. So you're kind of like letting, helping the system out, you know, did you, by showing it different directions. Did you also test it with your dog? Didn't, well, this is the issue here because um, it works your, your when you're setting Your dog is a ninja, you mean? She is a ninja. She, she can't escape <laughs> from her pen. So she's definitely ninja. Um, but the issue is this tech only seems to work when you're setting up the Guardian. Once you've got it set up and you're in your Oculus home environment with your menus in front of you, if someone put an object in your play space, <laughs> then it doesn't get highlighted in your view. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. only there when you set up your so Guardian it's not initially. Not living, living. Play not space. persistent. No. Not persistent. No. But I think I think this will be persistent in the future. You know, I think it's just a matter of time uh, as the technology evolves. But I think it's a good good start yeah. anyway. But don't you think that might be more like a like a privacy issue? Because in order for it to be persistent, it needs to be scanning that region for the entire time. No. I think it's tracking your room anyway. Uh, for, you know, for, for the for the head tracking. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. for, to work. So Are I think it's sure? scanning your environment anyway. I but think to, so. To to detect objects, it's still. 
I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, maybe not right now. So, baby steps. But so, like, the I thing is, like you said, <laughs> the thing is, like you said, though, you know, if you're in VR and you've got kids, a dog, a cat, or whatever yeah. it may be, and they come running in like a ninja, and you don't see them, and you trip over them, that that is a problem. <laughs> I think that's so, the more you know, interesting than an object that you didn't want to place there in the first place. Yeah, something that's 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 moving, you know. <laughs> so transient. So I could just stick my head through your placement, and then you're like, "Hey, Mike, <laughs> dinner time." And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you see someone again, a real person going through your actual plate. That would be next level, like a hologram. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that would look. Yeah, that would be pretty scary. Imagine if you're playing a horror game and then someone walked in through <laughs> your guardian and they just popped up through the past. Through the wall, like, hey. That would be pretty terrifying. Yeah, my god. Um, but yeah, you know, again, you know, it's another step in the right direction. But again, it seems like this update has come to Quest, um, and it's unclear if this feature is also coming to Rift S, mm. which is a shame because you know ultimately. The tech is, is is very similar. I don't know, and like I said before, I don't know if it's a hardware limitation of the cameras that they've used in the Rift S, or just that they just don't see all the see the it, value it, in adding it, this feature it, to that. It headset. is like the popularity as well. I think that weighs in, mm. and it's also maybe the success of of you know uh, sales wise maybe. Uh, but it's it's yeah. all kinds of factors together for sure. Um, but yeah. if you just look at if you compare, like this is not the only thing that you know Quest gets everything. Yeah. I said it before. I said it. Oculus Connect Six. The Oculus Quest sucks out the soul of the Rift S and takes everything. And it's like a transformer. It just sucks everything to itself. And now it's like the ultimate... That's not how the movie goes. No, no, but it, now it's like the <laughs> ultimate headset, you know? It's like the yeah. one that to rule them all. You're like, is you're, it you're, Optimus Prime then? You're, you're like describing the Quest as like a Dementor from like Harry Potter. Yeah, like yeah, well, if, sucking all the, well, if you the soul out of the yeah, other headsets. Yeah, it's going to be the one yeah, headset because, to rule them all. Yeah, because if you compare updates wise... How many like, movies yeah. are we mixing together now? Like, a lot. <laughs> a lot. That's my wife. She's to blame for the Harry Potter references. That's true. But anyway, let's let's move on one from the Quest. to rule them all. You know, you, you've had... You've had all your fun. Well, actually, no. Actually, I tell a tell a lie because the other bit of news is quest related as well. Actually, all of the news is quest related this week. Sorry, Damn I told a lie. What happened to HC Vive? Who knows? What happened? They to made us? they made the cosmos. What, what happened to? Uh, oh no, let's not go there. Um. So yeah. So that is hand tracking and new guardian update for quest. Very very cool indeed. Uh, uh. So next, let's talk about spatial because we've talked about uh, remote working and collaboration in VR before with HTC making Vive Sync, which we thought was a really cool app, really cool idea. Yeah. Um, and we highlighted was the best ones, the best apps. Yeah, it was free for business, you know, uh, to collaborate using HTC Vive headsets. Uh, but now there is another app that you can use if you don't own an HTC Vive headset, but maybe own a Quest or some AR headsets. So this is really interesting. This is an app called Spatial. Now, Spatial supports Oculus Quest, HoloLens 1 and 2, Magic Leap, and web browser and mobile support. So you can use all those different platforms to remotely work together and collaborate. So just like ViveSync, you can use a picture uh, to map onto the face of your avatar. And when you're in the spatial app and you've done this, your mouth actually moves and your eyes move as well. Oh, that's uh, which awesome. Is a, which is a little bit eerie, but it does give you that kind of more lifelike interaction, which is kind of nice, uh, especially in this current climate where you can't actually do real life meetings and you know everything is sort of moving more remote so you know it's kind of nice that it does feel a bit more realistic so while in spatial a bit like vive sync you can collaborate share images notes you can scribble on things and just like vive sync you can import 3d objects and move around them and look around them and manipulate them as well which is really cool but this platform is really unique in that it's mixing both 
um, collaboration between AR users and VR users in the same space. And what I'm really interested in with this one is how that looks from a VR perspective. Like if you go in there with a VR headset like the Quest, you know, what does what do the other users look like? And what do you look like when the other users wear an AR headset? It's going to be really interesting mm. to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's lots of videos out there showing this in action. Um, but it's available for free right now for individuals and groups of people that just want to meet up and use it as a hangout platform. Yeah. Um, they've kind of unlocked it because of the current climate right now. Yeah. Uh, previously, it was a paid experience, but now they've unlocked all the features. So if you're just a simple user or a group of friends, you can use it for free and all the features. Um, if you're a company that want to use it for business use, then you need to contact them and explain that you're a business and they'll probably come up with some sort of pricing uh, model for you. Uh, but the cool thing is it's completely free to access on Quest and anyone can access it. By the way, I, I did this myself this week. Uh, to simply get access, you just need to go onto the Spatial website, which is spatial.io, and then uh, do a little um, uh, request form that you want access to the app. And they'll uh, ask for your Oculus ID and they'll assign the app to your Oculus ID. And then you'll see it in the Oculus store when you go in there and you can download it for free and access the app from there. And you, uh, you basically set up your avatar through the browser system of their website. Uh, it's really intuitive. So how is it called again? Spatial. Spa spatial, yeah. And the website is spatial.io. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested in in these kind of remote collaboration and, you know, remote working apps because I think yeah. we're going to see an explosion of this, you know, in, in the coming months and years uh, because new, of what's happened. The new normal. The new normal, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I wouldn't say that yet. I don't think it's going to become <laughs> the new normal, but... I do think that a lot of companies are going to start investing more in these kind of like fallback plans yep. in order, uh, because of course a lot of businesses are losing money because of this. And I think that if, uh, you know, some kind of continuity plan uh, that allows them to continue doing what they're doing mm -hmm. would always work. Uh, I mean, business continuity has been like one of the, uh, you know, things on the, on the top of, of the list for every company. And I think that virtuality could play a part in that as well. Yeah, and some people in the chat are saying Joshua Johnston says, uh, what if I pick Vin Diesel for my photo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you can use yeah. other people. Yeah. And, oh, and I'm, I'm going to be rowdy then. I'm like, hey, I'm rowdy. I'm cool. Mep Look at me. Mepa had a good suggestion. They said, uh, what if Mike uses the picture of his dog? <laughs> you get a talking dog Mike, in spatial. That's please, what happens. Mike, please try that. They're going to maybe joking. ban you, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. But this is something we should try, I think, you know, what, uh, whether, whether we, <laughs> and then we, yeah, we, we can try that as well. Uh, but whether we do that privately or in some sort of video content, we should definitely give this a go because I'm intrigued by these kind of uh, platforms I, popping up. I think, I did, think they're scan, really cool. I did scan my face with it uh, mm -hmm. and uh, it looked very uh, uncanny, I would say. I had, a, oh, yeah, I had a huge neck for some reason. I had a huge... Like a neck I could only dream of, like a very muscled <laughs> like, thing. But I looked alive at least to other people, so. Nice, nice. But yeah, we should definitely check this one out. And uh, yeah, you know, if you want to meet up or you've got a business and, you know, you want to test this stuff out, like I said, Vive Sync is free for HTC Vive <laughs> users and Spatial is free for uh, Quest and other so, AR headsets. So we have another, we <laughs> have another suggestion. Mike should use the Half-Life Professor guy or Chomsky. Yeah, the Half-Life Professor, I should, yeah. And do the scream. I should just run around space doing the scream. Yeah. That's how I get hired, hired by Valve for my next job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is Spatial, a new interesting yeah, cool. uh, remote collaboration app uh, to go and check out nice. on both AR and nice. VR. So the next bit of news is really interesting. 
And it's a real shame that Zim isn't here because he would have loved this one because it's all about escape rooms. If anyone's ever met Zim in real life, he loves escape rooms and doing all these like wacky adventurous stuff. Whenever we're in America, he's like, oh yeah, let's go and do this stuff. Let's go and do this. He's like energizer bunny, like going crazy. He just loves it. Um, so it's a shame he's not going to be uh, here to talk about this because I'm sure he's going to dig this one. So in the current climate, as we all know, escape rooms are a bit tricky because as we're not supposed to be, you know, uh, we're supposed to be social distancing from each other. We're not supposed to be locking ourselves in rooms with each other trying to escape. It's just not what we're supposed to be doing. However, a company out there called Adventure Lab are bringing the real interactivity of an escape room to virtual reality with real life actors. So this is this is unique here. This is interesting. So their first experience is called Dr. Crumb's School for Disobedient Pets. <laughs> a bit like the curious tale of the stolen pets. That's kind of reminding yeah. me of that. Uh, and it can be played on Oculus Quest. Now, what you'll have to do is you have to assemble a team of two to four players, and then you enter the experience together and navigate a series of rooms over a maximum time limit of 40 minutes to escape the whole experience. Now, as you play, you play as uh, newly recruited secret agents for the virtual intelligence agency tasked with investigating the evil Dr. Crumb whilst going undercover as adorable little animals. Now... The interesting part of all this is that the main villain and the host of the experience is a real-life actor, giving you tasks and providing a completely unique experience for each group that goes through the experience. So it's a bit like uh, The Underpresents, right? We've talked about that on the show before, which is a virtual reality experience. But every now and again, you might bump into you know, a real-life actor in the experience yeah, yeah. that you don't know is an actor. You yeah, know, It yeah, could be yeah. an AI, you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, you know, it's a proper actor delivering the introduction That's and delivering the experience like to that. you as a group yeah, yeah. really really interesting That's awesome yeah so this is the the problem though the oh. experience only runs once a day uh so only one group can go through every day what one group uh, of four people every day that's it what yeah. every day <laughs> why because yeah because this is the thing you have to book time slots because there's only one person Who's doing the host and the yeah, villain? You can do the it moment. a few times a day, or, or, or maybe there's multiple people. But <laughs> Nate, I'm like, it's really disappointing. You could do actually. it a few times a day. Yeah. Like, just what? do it ten times a day, you yeah, lazy bum. Just, just no. act it out twice. Well, the, the thing is, just as get well, different we, actors. The thing is, as well, we don't know the demand right now. You know, like it's yeah. it's quite a niche thing, right? So well, not anymore. They, just, now, now we talked about it. It's gonna be. Well, like, now I'm everyone knows about it. Up. I'm gonna sign up for this stuff. Well. You, you don't know the price yet. So oh, oh, yeah, the, the price oh. is $100 between the four Ooh. of you. So you have to split the cost between the four players. So 25 bucks Dude, each. I still want to try it, though. I still want to try this as well. I definitely I am so up for this. So if you're down, I am down. I will happily pay 25 bucks. <laughs> I will start a Patreon for that first. We'll start a Patreon. A GoFundMe. Is, is it Canadian dollars? <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good uh, A GoFundMe for Dr. Crumb's School of Disobedient Pets. <laughs> F reality less play. Well, you know what it um, reminds me more of? Not not the, the, the title you mentioned, of course, yes, because of its life, uh, you know, actors, but what yep. it also reminds me of is Gmod Death Run. Okay. Because someone Real is also controlling... Well, yeah, kind of, but someone is, okay. is controlling the environment, so it sets traps for you and stuff. Uh, is there like an estimate how long the experience is? About 40 minutes. About 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Okay. But I yeah. think this is awesome. This That's is like right, re then. reinventing uh, escape rooms. Yeah. And it's also not like I'm, I'm feeling like sad this would replace an actual a, a VR escape because usually those rooms are empty anyways in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but having an actor in there oh. uh, would be nice. 
And apparently, according to Joshua Johnson, there's also a half-off quote in the article uh, that was written about this uh, this escape room. What yeah, I think that was, was was it from BR Scout. I think it was. Um, they they they've got a code. So if you want to go check it out, um, if you go on their website, I checked out their website, and they're actually fully booked up until the 9th of June. Um, so okay. they're they're pretty busy. It, it might get even busier now. So we'll have to get in there quick if we want to get in there, lads. Um, but yeah, you can go and sign up if you want to go and check it out yourself to go to www.adventurelab.fun. And the other unique thing about this is, is that it's actually created by uh, a couple of people who founded this company, our previous Pixar and Oculus Story Studio members. So they're well-versed in animation and entertainment and also sort of VR storytelling. So I expect this to be a, a polished and unique experience. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to is, check uh, this one out. This is actually the most exciting thing I've heard this week. Yeah, next to, Zim, next Zim's to probably going to be doing backflips right now because yeah. I know he's going to be like over the moon about this. No, 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 and we've been talking about it. playing a game together for a long, long time, and I think this is the one. This is the I think one. This, got, this is the one. Plus, plus, we pay for it, so then we have to play. Otherwise, you we, have to do it. <laughs> we have to do yeah. it. So this is perfect. Truly putting our money where our mouths are. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is um, Dr. Yeah. Crumb's School for Disobedient Pets. Awesome. Uh, it's multiplayer uh, with real-life actors, <laughs> escape room. It's on the sweet. Oculus Quest, although they're going to be bringing it to PC VR headsets in the future, but only Oculus Quest right now. So okay. if you want to go check it out, www.adventurelab.com. You just sneaked in Quest again. And I know, it's Quest. Everything's Quest this week. Everything's Quest this week. Sorry, everyone else. Okay, sorry, the website. Yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, yeah. so adventurelab.fun. That's the website. Go check it out. Adventurelab.fun. <laughs> yeah. 100 bucks. Save, save your pennies. Last bit of news this week is a brief update about the VR Ears Kickstarter campaign from Rebuff Reality, which I oh. talked about on a previous uh, episode of the podcast. And uh, this is a, a, an interesting VR accessory. Uh, you can attach it to any VR headset to add sort of powerful uh, off-ear speakers, similar to that of the design of the Valve Index earphones. So the magic of the Valve Index earphones, not only are they amazing sort of, you know, like bass uh, drivers in there and it sounds incredible but it also sits off your ears so your ears don't get hot when you're playing a lot of vr content and they've kind of taken that design choice on board and they've adapted it into their own accessory called vr ears and they launched it on kickstarter maybe sort of four weeks ago so it ended this week with 1,900 backers pledging almost 200,000 us dollars Super popular campaign amongst the VR community, particularly the Quest community, because, you know, Quest audio is a little bit lacking. And although headphones is a nice up upgrade, you know, these look really neat. You know, the clip on, although they are powered and you have to recharge them, which is the only one thing I'm That's maybe not so hot yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I actually backed these myself uh, as well. Uh, I mm. think they were $80 uh, and then plus shipping. So almost a hundred bucks. So it's quite expensive, but it depends how serious you take VR gaming, I guess. Um, but um, they're going to be arriving. How much faith do you have in Kickstarter still? Oh, I have no faith in Kickstarter anymore. Like, <laughs> it is, I've been destroyed by VR Kickstarters. Really you know, the, the Oculus Rift was one that I missed, but then I paid over the odds for a, a, a scalp or an eBay. Um, you know, I'm happy I did that. But um, then I got stung with Pimax. Then I got stung with the Feel... Was it the Feel... Real? Feel Real face mask, scent mask. That's never happening. Um... And there was another one. What was the other one we got stung with? There was something you bought, but there wasn't very good. 
but I don't know what it was. Uh, I can't even remember now. But yeah, like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't personally recommend VR Kickstarter sure, to anyone. I'm sure your wallet remembers. Probably, <laughs> but you know, I like to try these things. I, I love, I love You're new hardware, soul. and I'm just a sucker when it comes to new hardware. So if it's if it's weird and unique and it's VR, then I'm probably it's gonna like buy it. So. Like Mike so is, is like, that, is that a suggestion for everyone in the chat? Like, if you make just, a Kickstarter, you promise something weird. Mike will probably fund it. Just make some weird stuff. I'll back it. This if, is if no one else does, I will at I, least. I think so. I think that's that's how this this you know this, these new uh, headphones uh, uh, exist now because Mike wanted to have something weird. Say so yeah. Pimax, all these Kickstarters <laughs> we have seen so far, Mike is the reason why they exist. Yep. Yeah, it's and also like Water UK, he says. So if Mike's backs it, if Mike don't backs get it. it, don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a fifty-fifty. Exactly. <laughs> Just don't do what I do is the advice. <laughs> but um, but yeah, these, these are going to be uh, supposedly shipping in November. Although, as we know, with Kickstarter campaigns, things do tend to get delayed. So take that with a pinch of salt. But as soon as they arrive here in the office, I'll test them out. I'll uh, give you my although feedback. I do believe, I do believe in the stuff from Breathe Buff, though. Um, I think I think uh, there's a fair chance yeah. it's going to be actually good. Mm. Looking at their other products. Yeah, they've got a track history of making nice VR products and delivering. Um, yeah. So. so yeah, intrigued by this. And people that tried them at CES, I think it was, where they demoed them out for the first time, uh, it was generally very positive. And like Eric Hartley, friend of the uh, the channel, you know, he was quite positive about them. And I, you know, I trust his, his judgment on that. So that is uh, VR Ears, mm. uh, successfully backed on Kickstarter, 200,000 US dollars backed and uh, will be coming out in November, and I'm sure you'll be able to buy them as a proper product uh, after they've been shipped to the backers. So that is all the news this week. Um, so let's get into nice. uh, a hot topic this week, and that is talking about <laughs> Quest again. <laughs> no, we're talking, <laughs> talking about Quest and Rift again. So because this is the anniversary, of course, you know, right now, uh, this week is kind of like the anniversary of both the launch of Oculus Rift S and Oculus Quest as it launched this time last year. And, uh, you know, I remember before the launch, even some of us were very fortunate enough to be invited to PAX in Boston by Oculus, uh, who wanted us to try out the new headsets uh, before the launch. And, you know, Nathie was there. I think you couldn't make it for some reason, right, Rowdy? I don't know why you didn't make yeah, that one. I think I was getting married. That's right. Something a bit more important. <laughs> getting married. That, that'll do it. Uh, Bazim was there with us as well, uh, along with some other creators like Cass and Cherry, uh, Tyrell Wood, um, you know, it was, it was great, you know, little family reunion basically for us. And we also got to try out some new stuff. And it's funny because I, I rewatched my videos uh, that I made on the show floor then of both the Rift S and the Quest headsets. And a lot of what I said then I still stand by now, by the way, you know, like the audio sucks. Uh, the Rift kind of wobbles a little bit on your head because the, the head strap is a bit, you know, unbalanced in that sense. The Quest is very front heavy uh, and also lacks a little bit in the audio department. But one thing I got majorly, well, two things I got majorly wrong. And this is the funny thing, because I said this over and over again prior to the Quest launching. And that was that I said, don't expect this headset to be connected to a PC to play PC VR content. It's not going to happen. And I said, don't expect uh, custom Beat Saber tracks on Oculus Quest. Not going to happen. And then as soon as the headset launched, I think it was like two or three days after the Quest launched, both of those things happened. People wow. were playing PC VR content on their Quest and they were also playing custom Beat Saber tracks. So I was totally wrong about those this things. This is a rule, like don't predict anything. That's that's the, you know, the thing. Uh, but that's, that's half the fun, right? Like I remember predicting uh, like names, like predicting names for headsets before the Quest oh, was yeah. actually announced as the oh, yeah, Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was always a fun one as well to what, talk what, about. How do we call it again? 
I was convinced on Oculus Move, but obviously oh, it yes, had a co- it had a conflict it, yeah. conflict with PSVR Move controllers. So pe- a lot of people thought that was unlikely, but that was the one I put my money on. We even um, uh, did a show at PAX. So if you want to look back at our like for like a real first impressions, then that's the yeah. one to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Joshua Johnson in the chat says yeah. the moral of the story is just don't believe in Mike. <laughs> so don't do what I say. Oh, don't get what I buy. You're really and don't selling believe any of my speculation. Today, Mike, you're like yeah, uh, just full of lies. Mike's <laughs> web of VR lies. That's what we should call this show from here on out. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was great, you know, to be part of that early days, trying those headsets out. It was super exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even remember before that, before Oculus Connect 5 and 6, uh, OC4, when I think it was just me and Caleb, uh, you know, Reality Check VR, and CTOP was there, actually, strangely enough. Um, and they were doing closed behind-the-doors demos of Quest prototypes back then, which was uh, Project Santa Cruz. And a few outlets like Tested got to try it, you know, and they talked about it, which was really neat and gave us this real glimpse of the future. But obviously a lot has changed since then. You know, yeah. both headsets were released. You know, you um, know what I thought was very interesting is that when we tried it at PAX, this was also mm-hmm. one of the first events that people could get their, like consumers could get their hands on this headset. That's when uh, Facebook started to, well, promote it and try to sell them by just letting people try because that's usually how you get people into VR, right? Um, yeah. But I remember them doing giveaways on stage asking people what the difference was between the rift s and the quest they were really in this point of uh because i always thought that 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 launching the rift s at the same time with the quest was not a smart idea and i still i still Mm. believe that that wasn't a smart idea because if you look at it now you know there was not enough breeding space for rift s to really you know uh, uh um perform to its full potential um, but yeah. they were they were actually they were launching it at the same time, but then they were also concerned that people didn't see the difference. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. So they were like, oh, so this headset, it's wireless. What is it? And people had to scream the right name and then they would get uh, like uh, some some Oculus merch or something. So That's even, right, yeah. even Facebook was not they, they didn't, didn't know what to do either. So it's like yeah. very interesting how it all started. Um, and I remember saying, you know, basically it was easy. It was an easy question when you got asked, which should I buy, a Rift S or a Quest? And it was like, well, do you have a gaming PC? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Get the Quest. Exactly. Do you have a gaming PC? Yes, get the Rift S. Yeah. It was easy back then. Now it's very, very muddy. You know, it's a very difficult and complicated answer uh, to give people because you need to know, you know what content they want to play, what their IPD is. You know, um, are they more going to be playing yeah. standalone? Are they more uh, towards PC stuff? There's so many questions you yeah. need to ask before you can give a, a proper educated answer in that sense. Yeah, first it was um, like clear. Um, mm. And, and you know, when we when we tried Oculus Link at Connect 6, I, I was like, same as you in video saying like, I predicted back then, I just said like, there's no reason to buy a Rift S anymore. I still kind mm. of stand with that. If we leave the comfort part out of the question, if we're talking comfort, then we can have a discussion. But without the comfort, I don't I, see I, a reason I actually anymore. Think indeed, I actually think indeed that um, the Oculus Quest is the only really relevant headset to purchase from Oculus at the moment because first of the price and the amount of features that you get, um, you can still play PC gaming. Indeed, it's not maybe the most comfortable, but if you're only going to buy one headset, you prefer the headset that can do everything, right? Yeah, I, the thing is, like, I, I do, I do agree with you, and, I, and in a way, I don't because, like, person, like, that's the that's probably the answer that I'd give to other people. But personally, I, I still use the Rift S when it comes to playing Oculus well. content. 
at home. But but um, I don't I don't see yeah. us as like the general kind of consumer. If someone yeah. buys a first virtual reality headset, yeah, I would I would you, far you more likely recommend them the Oculus Quest than getting them the Oculus. Well, we Quest just know what it's like to have a dedicated PC VR headset next to a stand, yeah. next to a console, and like yeah. that's the thing. And and as a, a regular consumer, like if they ask me, I don't want to make it complicated by saying like, yeah, so there's this one headset and this other one, and they kind of look the same, and they are running on kind of like the same platform. I just kind of wanted to just make it easy for people to to understand and 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 it's a shame though but since oculus link came around it's almost like hybrid is becoming the future and there's no reason to have a it's almost like a downgrade now to have a headset that only connects to a computer yeah i, t- I totally <laughs> agree i totally agree and like you said you know like since quest launched you know we've seen multiple updates like we've discussed in this show you know with new ui Oculus Link, hand tracking, well, new Guardian system, all these updates coming to but, Quest. But I do have to say, and that's just like, I, I think it's like Rift S was just the, the unlucky one here um, because what we were expecting, it was going to be a high-end VR headset. After mm. the CV1, we were going to get like a next uh, level headset, not just an upgrade over. No, like next gen, uh, like for example, we have seen with uh, Valve Index, for example, like new controllers, totally different from standalone. Um, if they would have pulled that off, then it could have lived next to, but the difference have become so small, as Rowdy said, that it's hard to even discuss it nowadays. Um, yeah. And I think that was yeah. their initial plan. And that's what also a lot of people were disappointed by back then. They were like, yeah, this Rift S is nice, but it's yeah. not a huge step forward. It's, it's yeah. still, it is, I mean, it is my favorite headset. It's the headset that I use for playing any kind of PC game. But of course, we're a little bit in a luxury position. If you, if you have both headsets, if you have both the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift S, yeah, if you have then you both. can choose yeah. to use the Oculus Rift S for like, you know, the high-end PC mm. gaming experiences. But, but the use... consumer in the end is king. And if you look at the success, then yeah. we all know what happened. And Personally, if I would make an investment, I, I do not only go for, of course, the hardware that can do the most, but also the company that supports it with software that is really showing I'm dedicated to, uh, uh, you know, uh, li- delivering to you as a customer. And I feel like with Quest, it's a safe bet. But with Rift mm-hmm. S, it's like they leave you out every time. So you pay a lot of money for the hardware. Mm. but you don't get the cool features or the content. We have seen more, for example, games launching on Quest, new ones that Oculus invest in. Also, developers are more interested in standalone. Well, Rift S, if you scroll through the store, well, I mean, it tells enough. I I don't don't entirely agree with that because you still have the Steam VR store as well. Mm-hmm. Where you can also use the Oculus Rift S on. Um, yeah, yeah, so but I'm, I'm no, no, but I'm talking like... about Oculus investing their money into content. And if you then look at that, yeah, it's but, Quest that that but, rules. But, but even then, still, I think that that occurs because I think Oculus is such a big share of the PC market that I don't think that they're gonna be willing to just say, okay, we don't care about it anymore. What I do think is that they're gonna keep on improving the Oculus Quest up until it becomes like. It's going to replace the Oculus Rift S. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, the next headset will likely well, do that. I think that's, that's a thing. logical thing. Like, although, you know, it hasn't performed, it clearly hasn't performed as well. You know, we still like that headset. And I think if anyone just came to me and said, look, I just want a PC VR headset. I'm not really that bothered about standalone. Just want the cheapest and best headset I can buy. The Rift S is still the only option, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know from the Steam VR hardware stats, it's one of the dominating uh, headsets on that platform as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not 
doing well. It's just it's not doing as well as the no, quest, you, which is you know two, yeah. the darling but in do, everyone's does, eyes. Yeah. Do the Steam stats give that? I thought the Steam stats gave Oculus uh, Quest and Oculus Rift as as the same because they're no uh, no no uh, they don't. Yeah, okay. Quest was a different uh, stat and it was relatively low, but oh, okay, it's, yeah, like that, that, that's what like and I, I think that's that's what we are all talking about here, as you said, like next to the quest. Like I'm yeah. I'm more about comparing it here with like you know we have an anniversary. How did one do? How did the other one do? Yeah, so um, so maybe I should dive into some stats then because um we've got some stats in terms of uh, software sales. So since uh, the Quest has launched uh, a year ago this week. Uh, they've sold over 100 million US dollars worth of content on the Quest platform alone uh, in its first year, which is really, really impressive number indeed. Um, Road to VR, they did some sort of crunching of the numbers and sort of worked out based on, say, the average person buying, uh, you know, four games each, uh, roughly spending around $100 per customer. Okay. They would estimate that the Quest has sold somewhere in the region of a million units to date, which you know, talking about like side quest stats that we talked about on last week's episode kind of would make would, would make sense. You know, number. a million units out there plus would, would be a good number. It's very impressive. You know, if, if these numbers are true, you know, PSVR still trumps it in terms of raw hardware sales because yeah. I think they sold about five million units. But still, um, that's impressive. But they Even but they, to be million. fair to Sony, like they had a well established platform prior they to have the brand releasing too, PSVR. Right? Everyone yeah, knows exactly. PlayStation. You know what you buy exactly. into with Oculus, it's kind of like, I don't know this company. Let's try it out, yeah. see what happens. Um, I don't know, like it, it, for the Quest, I can just say, you know, had a great launch uh, straight off the bat. I did think it had like these periods where it was kind of like, low on content kind of like dry but then uh, they stepped it up a few times and now it seems like it's been you know very solid where you get well two three new games a month and they are good ones because you can still release games but if they're not good then yeah what what does it add so i yeah. think you know the developers have showed a lot of interest of course with all those articles coming out like for example you know pissed web making this much money and then others are just like, oh, yeah, maybe we should also try. You know, porting to the Quest has become uh, a necessity, just like with the PlayStation VR. You, If yeah. you want to make some extra cash or make the most cash, you go on those. We had so many developers having almost a silent launch on the PC platform, but then on the Quest, it just exploded, and it's almost like everyone rediscovered the game, and it just went sky high. So yeah, it's crazy. No, that, that that's absolutely true. And, and another thing with the Quest is that it's got this incredible community behind it, right? Because, you know, the, the Quest community, they love this device. You know, it's, it's many people's first VR headset. It's their first time in VR. They're absolutely in love with it right now. And it's kind of like that, that amazing honeymoon period, you know, where you first get into VR and everything's just so amazing and magical. And, you know, every now and again, you know, we have these experiences again, like Half-Life Alex, for example. We, again, we probably all felt that. Um, but they love everything, you know, they, they leave all amazing reviews, they, they talk on subreddits, they share their modifications, you know, their head straps and their headphones that they use and all these different mods. And, you know, it's a really vibrant community. And I think that's probably part of uh, its success as well is the community that drives it and, and SideQuest and everything else and, and, behind and, it. And the prize of entry too, because you get all yeah. kinds of uh, people that are able to step into VR. Well, first it was for the, you know, the rich and the VR enthusiasts. And now it's yeah. like, and, and it's almost for everyone. as well. Because they're like, how many, how many millions did they make uh, of software alone uh, in the past couple of, uh, in the past year? 
Mm. It's insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, um, so yeah, so there's some stats in terms of like uh, Quest software sales. Um, but to celebrate, obviously, the anniversary, uh, Oculus are doing some bundles and some sales on the actual store in terms of software for both Rift S and Quest. So I thought I'd cover those uh, deals right now. Um, so on the Quest side, uh, we've got some individual bundles, uh, individual games, sorry, and daily deals. So I think the daily deal right now is Red Matter, which is a solid game, amazing game. If you haven't played it on Quest, I'd highly recommend it. One of the best looking games on Quest, I still think, to this date. Um, but they've got some interesting bundles as well. I wonder what you guys think of this. So the, the biggest bundle of them all is the Quest Best Sellers Pack. And this features uh, The Climb, Superhot, Moss, Espire 1, Sports Scramble, Gun Club VR, and Creed Rise to Glory. And that is $139.99 US dollars. Seven games. Well, it's always like the thing with bundles usually is like you always buy the bundle and always, there's always one or two games that are just not so good yeah. to lower the price. Um, yeah, but, uh, I think they're all pretty solid in this one, though, to be honest. You know, like, yeah, well, the Climb Super Hot and Moss. Scramble. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, it's good uh, fun if you can find I, some I friends. For one. I, I like that one. Yeah. Also, when you have to pay 100 and something dollars? No, I don't like that one. <laughs> so, so, so as a consumer, like, with your consumer head on... Uh, it's a good you, mix would you buy, with different Would you buy a bundle, there. or would you buy these kind of piecemeal individually? It's a, also, let's it's know a lot of money, man. Like, like, I barely buy bundles in general, but it's a lot of... I think people just want to go for one thing. Like, I, bu- mm. I don't know who buys bundles. I'm very curious. I'm, I'm surprised know, that yeah. uh, Pistol Whip is not in there. Ah, well, it's actually in another one. Mm. Ah, okay. That's yeah. probably the bundle I would get. That's okay. still my, my favorite on Quest. <laughs> so let, let me cover the other bundles then and see if you'd buy these ones. <laughs> so that was the Quest bestsellers pack, 140 bucks, uh, seven games included. Uh, this one is the Quest Essentials pack, and this has got this is five essential. games in so, so, so wait, wait, wait. This is essential. So if you get a Quest, if you don't have these, you got a problem <laughs> because it's, it's, this is the survival pack. That's what they're Apparently. saying. Essential. You're, you're okay, not a real qu- question. Exactly. Bring it on. Okay. <laughs> question. Question. Okay. <laughs> what came up with that? <laughs> but but, but uh, just I'm just saying these games need to be the best of the best because this is essential. Well, I'll let you be the judge of that, Nathan. Okay. All right. So first up, Arizona Sunshine. Yeah, it's definitely essential. You just just give me the thumbs up or thumbs down. You can be like the uh, the emperor. Okay, I'm, I'm doing a thumbs up <laughs> uh, right now. Okay. This is awful for audio listeners. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Sunshine. Okay. Job Simulator. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Space Pirate Trainer. Uh, yeah, uh, compared to those... Mm, yeah, okay, that's still a different genre, yeah. Box VR. Yeah, also a different... Yeah, okay, cool. Racket NX. Mm, yeah, maybe. That's a maybe. <laughs> it's, it's mostly positive, mostly Over, positive. Yeah, it's, and, and, so and you, you, you would get them all. No, I'm 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 basing this on genres because it's diff. You you can play you know job simulator yeah, and you can play so you have a variety. Although these are well, yeah, that's okay. Well, you, you know you, you can kill some zombies. You can keep the kids yeah, happy with, no, exactly. with job simulator. You can you can get your workout with box VR. Smash some balls in uh, racket NX. I was just I was just become with a space, space pirate trainer. What more do you want? With space pirate, it's a bit like you know if you have Arizona, you have also a wave based mode. I know it's not the same as space pirate, but it's kind of shooter and shooter. You space know? pirate trainer, dude. Yeah, I know it's space pirate trainer. You're like friends of illusions. Like, yeah, so 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 then I'm not allowed to <laughs> have my opinion right. anymore. Never go into their studio okay, so, ever again. Yeah, no, Never I'm run their go karts ever again. Chris, Chris, please <laughs> don't be angry. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk, if you're watching, I I, I will bring you cookies next time. 
And, hey, and that is why you should never bring the Dutch guy to a Belgian studio. <laughs> uh, so, so, if so, you yeah. said arena, think, then I would have said yes. Okay. So yeah, that's that's eighty nine dollars, eighty nine ninety nine dollars. But no, seriously though, like who buys bundles? When no 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 wait, when do you buy, buy a bundle? Well, you got to remember that these games individually are like twenty bucks each on Quest. Like we we have them cheaper on PC. That's the yeah, okay. That's, that's the true, but it's like this big but chunk of money you need to get time. some somewhere. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but the, you're getting a discount if you if you're if you're buying them all, you're getting a discount overall. I don't know. What, let me check what the discount is. I'll, yeah, I'll okay, no, I, I understand where you're coming from with the discount. I do get it. It's just that it's a Still, lot of money it's in a lot of money one, yeah. you know, and that's what I'm wondering. I, I think about. it would make more sense to put like a bundle of three or something, Small, and then make the price, price like. Spoiler, three. spoiler, Rowdy. There is the next one is three ooh, games. Ooh, right, nice. you ready for this what one? What is it called? What is it called? This is called the starter pack. Okay, Rowdy, starter pack. What does that mean to you? That, if that doesn't have pistol whip, then uh, I'm it selling does. my quest. It does. Yeah. Okay. And Beat Saber. Beat Saber is also a starter. No, no, no. Beat Saber is not in any of these packs, and I think that's because like yeah. they it can stand to. on its own. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the quest starter pack comes with pistol whip. Okay. I expect you to die, and a level t eleven table tennis. But it, it, that's... how much? How much is that one? Fifty bucks. Yeah, I, I would. I would get that one. Yeah. But but for fifty bucks, I, three games, and I, I I like ping pong, so I do that or table tennis, whatever whatever yeah, Canadians but, call it. So, and then um, I uh, expect you to die. Pistol whip in itself, uh, yeah. I think is maybe the best quest title that is out there for me at least. And then yeah. I expect you to die is a great one, and it, it recently received or not that long, it received a DLC as well. So you probably get that one as well. Okay, so like, so yeah, bear in mind, but, like the overall reception of these packs has, has been pretty lukewarm. To be fair, <laughs> so if you was if you was gonna make your own pack, what would what would it be like? Yeah, if your own ultimate F reality then, edition yeah, booster pack, yeah, but then then it's a pack that makes sense. <laughs> Go on, then. Yeah, tell but, us what would be. Yeah, I don't have all the games right now that are on the store, but I'm sure okay. I can make a very nice pack that that will work for a lot of people. But the thing is, Mike's Mike's you... ultimate booster pack. Here we go. Okay. This is what it's gonna How contain. Many games? It's gonna contain five games. Five games. It's gonna have Beat Saber. Okay, nice. The Climb, Great. Super Hot. Moss and Space Pirate Trainer. Okay. Five games. Can I go? I'll, yep. I'll, I'll try thinking of some. So, Pistol Whip for sure. Yep. Um, a Fisherman's Tale. Ooh, I nice. think that one is, is really good, uh, especially for first time users. Um, I would still put in uh, Vader Immortal. Oh, nice. All three yeah. of them together, because I think that's also one of those games. It needs to be five, because I was counting on three. Yeah, you're you're really stretching the limit of the. the <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm still with you. Um, super hot. Yeah, I of think course. that is also uh, and maybe. And then, is, is there a racer? A good racer on the on the Death on Lab. Quest actually. Mini moto racing. <laughs> oh wait, the classic. Then, then, then I would get then I would, then I would get Moss because Moss is a platform. Yeah. It's still something different. So you have five yeah. different kind of yeah. genres. Really okay. I, I would like. I, I think for, I for thirty dollars, dude. Like thirty dollars, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's you just make up the price. If you can make up the price, then then it's it's Brilliant. a great bubble. Yeah, yeah. it'll be free. It'll be free for everyone. No, I, everyone I like. I, I, I do. I do agree with all the games you guys just mentioned because I mean you're okay. you're, you're experts, so you know you you know what well, you played. You. you know what's good. Um, the only one that I would add is Red Matter, although that's kind of yeah, like the hidden yeah. gem. It's maybe great not game. the most. Uh, but yeah. the the thing what I'm saying here is just like the person who makes this bundle you can't blame this person because this person hasn't played everything no because so, that's it reflects to that and the starter pack too yeah, yeah. it's an okay starter pack but 
Yeah, it's just me talking about something that I have no control over, and now I'm frustrated. Uh, you can hire me Brilliant. for the bundles next time if you want. Brilliant. Nathy, Nathy bundle confirmed for the future. Um, <sighs> so that is quest bundles. Uh, for Rift S, there is 60% off some games, like Arizona Sunshine, and there's discounts for other titles, such as uh, Until You Fall, Synth Riders, uh, The Morrigan, Free Diver, oh. and Trover Saves the Universe. Trover's a little Trover's hidden gem. Uh, you know, yeah, we don't talk about that game enough, but that is a really yeah. funny game. That is a really funny game. If you like Rick and Morty, <laughs> yeah, no, it, you need to play is, that game. Is, you, need to, you need to like Rick and Morty, though. Otherwise, you, you need to like Rick and Morty. Like yeah, it. but yeah. if you're having a, a bad day, like that game will that game will cheer you up for sure. That, yeah. that will make you feel even worse. <laughs> so it'll make you feel worse, and then it'll make you feel great again. Yeah, that, so that's that's how it works. So these, but there's no bundles, sadly. There's oh, no, no bundles, bundles on Rift S. But no. those are the discounts. So not like the major titles of like you know Stormland, Alone Echo One, and those titles. Like, hey, listen, this is no. the best of the best from the last years, and celebrate no. it that way. That's what I would have done. You know, I'm just talking about me being now the marketing guy for Rift S. You know, uh, super Although, hot and all that stuff it, in there. You know, in the chat, uh, Burrito does say that you can use Rift S discounts on Quest if they're cross by and vice versa. Ah, smart. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah. like, did you guys not expect something where that's what PlayStation does, uh, where they just give a game for free and it's like, listen, you know, Lone Echo is now free for everyone, or uh, like, on, on Quest like an old this. classic, like yeah, something an old classic. to celebrate, to give something back to the community yeah. and say, like, listen, it's now free for everyone. Yeah, some yeah, something like Lone Echo is a really good example because it's a it's a it's a really great title. It still stands up today, I think. Um, but it's it something old else. Now. But uh, yeah, but good example. Or though, or, I think. or, or uh, what about if they would do something like um, buy Lone Echo now and you'll get ten percent off of Lone Echo two? Yeah, that's good incentive. I mean, yeah. they have or maybe uh, how is that that horror game called they made? Uh, Wilson's Heart. Wilson's Heart. Uh, yeah. Or uh, Arctica One. There, there, like there are titles that don't sell that many copies anymore. Yeah. Just give them out for free. Done. And, and that's the thing. Like Artica One, um, it wasn't great, but it it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like yeah. you know, it had a three D printer where you could upgrade your weapons before Half Life Alex even mm -hmm. was born. So yeah. um, you know, sound design was great. Yeah, it was, and you know, made by the same studios that did Metro. So it's but got it, that kind it's of vibe weird to though. It. Like when I am on the Oculus Home Store on my PC, those are the games that don't really come up anymore on the front page. It's like the system keeps on uh, doing a roulette with the same kind of things. Well, these the, are the, kind of the mm. hidden gems now. If I talk about yeah. it, yeah. The problem is there's so much crap on there. Well, the there crap is, a is lot getting of crap. recommended every yeah. every week. I get an email. Hey, you want to play Snowman VR? Two bucks. Wanna play? Because it's based on you played Superhot and you played this. I'm like, Snowman, what? Based yeah. on my interest. I yeah, still, still want to play it. I still want to play it. Yeah, yeah, no, really I know. Like, <laughs> it, it, like, you gotta do something in quarantine. But what I'm saying is that, again, Quest, great sales, Rift S. Come on. Give the, mm. give the headset some some leverage. This is the moment, you know? But this is what I was talking about previously. I mentioned it like a few episodes back, but I was looking at like store reviews for Lies Beneath because it's an Oculus exclusive title. It's on both Rift and Quest. Came out on Quest first. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, that discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was like, yeah. Quest version had like 500 reviews. <laughs> Rift S version had like 15 reviews. Like the, the difference was like leagues apart. And, and and this is kind of what they're, this is where you start to understand why they're focused on the Quest because games are que clearly selling way, way, way better on the well, Quest. Well, let me, let me make it, uh, let me confirm it even more. It's almost like a conspiracy now. Okay. Um, so, like, over the years, after going to so many events, 
I have seen games getting postponed more and more by Facebook. Well, first, mm. it wasn't really a thing. For example, Phantom Covert Ops um, was at E3, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. But then you see it coming out so late that almost the people who once played it at events to kind of you know get their first steps into VR almost forgot about that they ever played it. You know what I mean? There is a certain mm-hmm. uh, point of interest, a peak, and then you need to strike with your sales. But mm-hmm. nowadays it's like, oh, I played the Vector three years ago, and now it's finally coming out. Uh, yeah. And 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 with, for example, now Lone Echo Two and Medal of Honor, it's it's almost like we don't we can't confirm it. But these games were meant to launch on the Rift S. Those were Rift mm-hmm. S titles. But now they realize, of course, you know that the Quest is very popular. So maybe those will just come out for the hybrid VR headset, or they push it as late as they can. Yeah. until the next hardware launch. You know what I mean? So it's almost like there's yeah. also no roadmap anymore to look forward to. Yeah. And maybe we should maybe we should talk about the future then. That's a good little segue. The, the future. <laughs> Let's talk about or the future. Let's talk about the future and what's next for Oculus because you know, of course we don't have any firm details and all this is speculation to so take everything <laughs> with a huge grain of salt. Um but it seems to be clear that you know, the, the Quest platform is going to get another headset fairly soon. You know, we talked about the article from Bloomberg, um, you know, confirming this like Oculus Del Mar rumor, you know, yeah, that was exactly. posted by Oculus themselves uh, on their developer portal. Um, and it seems like this new headset is coming, you know, where it's uh, compatible with Oculus Link. You know, it's got new, newly designed controllers. Um, and it seems like it's going to be this hybrid headset, you know, that's going to be both Quest and Rift in one and is going to keep both. Yeah sides of the consumer fence happy in terms of standalone and pc vr yeah, and because comp- it's going to be comfortable and it's going to do both yeah and they can and it's going to do it well they can compete yeah. with one headset on both platforms and like i think you're right you know these these big games like medal of honor lone echo 2 is is, is best just to wait until that headset is going to be available because that's probably the best chance yeah. that they've got i think at this point um but I think, you know, it would be nice if that headset is actually real, you know, a hybrid headset. It would certainly uh, stop this confusion with consumers over which headset they need to buy because it's just one that does both. If you have a VR capable C, yeah. you unlock its full potential. If you don't, then you still get a great exp- yeah. experience anyway, you know, and the Quest platform will still be there in terms yeah. of the store. It would just look nicer it's, if you it's, it's, it it's almost It's almost like we almost know 100% that that's going to happen because everything points towards it. Even, Every, even Facebook in, with, with their updates and everything they have done so far are pointing towards we want hybrid. But Nathie, you've learned nothing. Everything I say is false. Remember this. Oh yeah, <laughs> Remember this. shoot. I so, just... so basically, if I say this is going to happen, it's yeah. going to be the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a so new I need to, So like, you're going to my... sell Oculus Quest to the HC Vive. Yeah, yeah I, 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 sorry, I took it a little bit too personal because I'm also friends with Mike. So I just kind of have to look from, uh, from like he's a stranger <laughs> saying like stupid yeah. things. Yeah, you can't trust me either. You know, it's not just the chat that can't trust me. You can't trust me either. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I think I think you're probably right, though. I think, you know, like, it would make sense to be a single device at this point because, you know, if they're going to bring out another Rift and, and do what they've been doing already, which is just focusing on one device, like, you might as well just make one device and just focus on that one, but, and that's your baby, and everyone's happy but then. But that, 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 that would maybe mean that it's not going... But again, that's not the audience that is going to buy VR headsets like it's going to be extremely high end because it doesn't have to because they want to aim the regular consumer so what i'm saying with like extremely high end is stuff that a regular consumer doesn't need like uh, uh, like pushing the resolution to uh, things yeah, that you yeah, don't yeah. really no, need no, 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 or no. You know, and, and the thing is there, uh, there's options out there if you do want that yeah you of know, course the valve index but i think this one is it. going to be nice but it's not yeah. going to be if you're a vr enthusiast into yeah. the high, yeah. high end scene then i don't yeah. know if this is going to be it 
it's gonna it's gonna be a refinement of everything that we've been asking for from the community. Yeah, well, Better comfort solid headset. And, and 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 minor upgrades all around. I think so. I think that's probably what we can expect. And if you think about it, you know, Oculus Connect Seven is only what like four months away now. So um, I think that's probably when it will be unveiled and released. Probably. It's actually know. interesting to see that many of the improvements that uh, that the Oculus Quest has received are are um, or that the Rift as well as received are, are related to software, right? Yeah. Yeah, we see like uh, now also at the hand tracking. That's not like an extra module or something that comes no. there. It's it's a yeah. software update. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a little bit like the like the the Pixel phones and the cameras. You know, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's trying to upgrade it there in software. Uh, it's just yeah, yeah. And, and what they've been able to pull off with that is incredible. Yeah, it's really incredible, especially when you think think it's like an eight three five Snapdragon in there. You know, yeah. it is it's fairly old tech when you think about yeah. it compared to like mobile phone tech nowadays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing that they're still continuing to innovate on that old platform. But this is where I think you know the new platform will really push them strides forward but looking even further into the future this is kind of interesting stuff as well because jason rubin uh, who previously used to be like you know head of content at oculus he moved jobs and is now vp of special gaming initiatives at facebook hmm. he um he gave us an an idea of what to expect in the future when he did an interview with protocol last week uh, which is an online news outlet and during the interview jason suggested that cloud computing could be the future of particularly like uh you know, the Rift platform, at least anyway, because, you know, some people will always want like content on their devices. That's fine. But in terms of like really pushing the high end, he's thinking like edge computing might be the answer, especially to make it more accessible for people that maybe do have a standalone headset, have like, you know, content installed locally, but also want to access this high fidelity stuff as well, but don't have a PC, that edge computing might be the, the solution. Now, once they get latency down, then sure. But I think that is like the, the majority of the problem right now. Yeah, of course. You know, we've seen uh, the rise in cloud computing, you know, uh, Shadow, uh, Stadia, NVIDIA GeForce. They're all companies that are investing heavily into to edge computing. And I guess it does make sense. Ultimately, if you think about real, real end goal goals is that everything is kind of moved off um, locally to the cloud. It makes it more affordable because if you think about it, you know, if, if all the processing is being done in a data farm, mm. then all it needs to be done is like, uh, like basically a headset with displays in that's connected to the internet and that's it you know it can be super super lightweight it can be you know really comfortable and you don't need to spend a lot of money on it because it's just essentially displays in a headset mm. that's connected to the internet you probably play a subscription like, service. Like, a, like a stadia vr headset or what uh, yeah exactly GeForce is doing with nvidia where you can stream yeah exactly and and this this tech although it sounds like super futuristic and like not possible right now there is actually a way to use this right now. Um, so Shadow, uh, who are um, a, a Paris uh, Parisian company, uh, are actually doing this right now with their platform. They're testing uh, VR integration into the Shadow uh, Edge computing platform. And there currently is a workaround using virtual desktop to access PC VR content remotely from a computer that you rent that's in a data farm in a data center somewhere nearby your geographical location. Obviously, you don't want to be too far away from the data farm because otherwise latency really does become a problem. But the closer you are, then uh, the better it is. And this is kind of funny because it really reminds me of Ready Player One because in Ready Player One, uh, they talk about being close to the uh, you know the, the center of where IOI is, which is in Columbia, I think it is in the book. And they're saying like the closer you are to like Columbia, Ohio, you know, the best 
you know oasis connection you can get and you don't have any latency or lag so or anything it's almost like, like that. So like the rich people living next to it and then exactly the, yeah the more the more hobo yeah it and this is kind of like what they show in ready player <laughs> one as well you know like these kind of very lightweight glasses you know that that are a portal into the oasis but you know you don't have they're not connected to pcs or anything you know the the process isn't isn't being done on the headsets it's all being done remotely uh on the oh. oasis servers you know so this 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 explains why you are sometimes sleeping in a tent in front of your internet company yeah yeah but this is the thing this is why i'm really skeptical of this tech because as you guys know i've battled for so long just to do a bloody live stream with you you know collect correctly without dropping out and and breaking up all the time yeah. so the struggles are real so like i know firsthand what it's like when things don't work but are um, we then also talking 5g possibly 5g uh, you know uh, when people stop believing that 5g when causes they stop burning towers you mean yeah exactly yeah, then, yeah. then maybe we might be able to test it out <laughs> and find if it works <laughs> but um but yeah i think i think 5g will definitely have a role to play in it and and as Donald Trump says, six G and seven G as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that. yeah, you know, I I think you know the the future is very interesting, and I think edge computing is probably likely going to be the ultimate end goal. But you know, it could be many many years away. Yeah. You know, as many as many as ten. No, I think I think I think what you're saying makes makes a lot of sense, and will drive the price down too. You know, will be easier for people to step in because it gets controlled by by something from the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. Yeah. But, you know, I think overall, I think this year has been a really solid year, despite everything that's it's, happened. It, it's been it's a great been, year for dude, virtual it, reality. It has never been, honestly, yeah. a better year for VR yeah. uh, with the Quest. The Quest has been, uh, like, we knew it was going to do well to a certain degree, and we also said it, but we had no idea what it even meant, you know? And yeah. now if you look at it, it's crazy. It's crazy what this headset has has caused you know it it, it, yeah. it totally moved the industry uh it, it not only uh the industry also us you know uh yep. you know it made our youtube channels bigger uh yep. it, it grew our audiences um i was for example able to go to more you know go on more trips because the quest was more popular more people would watch my videos so i was able to invest back into my channel in new ways i wasn't able to before so mm -hmm. For me, it's also like thanking the Oculus Quest for, you know, um, because you're investing into VR, you know, every year. And yeah. and sometimes uh, something new comes out and it's not, you know, super exciting. But with this, it was suddenly like, so this is what I have been, you know, this is what we waiting were waiting for. for. Yeah. Same with like yeah. Half-Life. It's like, yeah, this is why I am still saying that this is awesome and this is why I'm in the industry. And for some yeah. people, I might look a little crazy, um, but uh so yeah, that's just that's just awesome. The only thing that I was hoping after a year is that someone would think like, "Ooh, Facebook is going real fast with this stuff. We got to step in now because uh, you know standalone is going to take over." But now, yeah. still no one. And there will be a moment where it's hard to catch up because they go so fast. They go they so do. fast. They do. Yeah, like I've never seen like innovation and such awesome updates from a company in a long long time you know when it comes to like they've released a product a year ago yeah. they're still supporting it with really amazing and solid updates yeah. a year later that are really innovative as well like it's been a long time since i've seen that in any um sort of tech well, they, they space. have a lot riding on it as well huh? of, I mean, of course it's, it's a know, huge payback for them as well of to course see what they what they can profit from this as well yeah. especially since they're well at the moment like the only real force to be reckoned with right in the virtual world if yeah you, of course if you look and at it. 
I think we will see the landscape shift a little bit, you know, over the next year or so. You know, like we've said before on the show, Sony are, are definitely doing something uh, interesting behind the scenes. And when that bombshell drops, that's going to be super interesting to see how that affects the industry. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another player out there that maybe we don't even know about or have considered yet uh, that could end up doing something really amazing. Uh, and Magic Leap. Magic Leap? Mm. No, but are we talking like tech? We're talking tech giants because a small one. Well, maybe if you if you're really good at what you're doing, you might be able to pull it off. But uh, Facebook, I, you know, know, has like but, so much like, money. Yeah, what happens typically is that like like companies like Facebook and Amazon, and Sony, and they, they become so powerful that they well, that's, as soon as something becomes popular, they, they already are, it. and that's why I'm saying a tech giant is gonna uh, be face to face. It's not gonna be a small mm. fish that can do it. You know, we have some. But, but, Look at the headsets, you know, for example, Microsoft has a mixed reality lineup. Then we mm. have Pimax. Those people, they, they don't they even get close to the quality or the way they pull off these updates than Facebook does. Yeah, but maybe that's why, you know, we talked about Apple before. You know, they're they're big enough. Google are big enough. You know, Sony are big enough. Microsoft are big enough, but if, if they pull their finger out, you know. Well, Apple is, as, you, as we said before, Apple is not really on the gaming side, but they could really compete on the entertainment and on the social side. And then Sony is more on the gaming kind of... Uh... But I, I wouldn't underestimate Apple's like casual gaming scene, because like if you think about it, probably more people yeah. spend time playing Candy Crush than probably yeah, okay. any, yeah, those games, anything yeah. else. Um, yeah, yeah. So they could, they could dominate in that sense. Um, but who knows when when or what that is going to be but i'm sure there will be competition soon enough uh but yeah i think facebook will continue to dominate <laughs> for the foreseeable future anyway yeah um but that's kind of like a little uh recap of like the last year Not bad. like we said been an incredible year for virtual reality the best that we've seen so far so and like you said we've probably got the the quest to thank for that which i totally agree with um so let's now uh hand it over to rowdy he's got some releases uh for you to look forward to uh next oh week uh, I'm really looking forward to, the, to to what you what you've got up your your little sleeves there. Oh, by the way, one question I want to ask you: like, can you get poutine delivered where you are in Canada to the to the apartment? You're already the third person who asked me that, but apparently, yes. Uh, Why I aren't you eating it now? What... <laughs> I have to do the podcast. Oh, okay. I'll let you off. All right. Uh, let's start with this, Mike. Give sure. me a four. Four. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> the, the name of the first game that I that I found because it's a little bit of a slim week. There's not a lot uh, going on. It's called Pro Putt, uh, uh-huh. and again, it's for the Oculus Quest. Uh, the tagline is inspired by Tiger Woods for Xbox and Mario Golf. Pro Putt is the most fun you'll have with a putter in your hand. So it is a golf simulator game. Release date will be the 28th of May. And I know that uh, Nathan and myself already have quite some experience in, oh, in no. golfing before. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> the most most frustrating experience, but also one of the most oh, fun experiences I've had <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that, Nathan? That, yeah, that... Like, I, I, I suddenly have these Vietnam flashbacks. Uh, where, uh, yeah, I was like trying to get it in a hole and you had to just wait for me for 15 minutes and I got really aggressive. Oh my God. Really aggressive. <laughs> was like, just go in there! And then it went back every time. Was it like I seen out of Happy yeah. Gilmore? Is that what it was? Um, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, great. I love anyway, this. Fe- the features of this game is actually looks quite good. Um, it's a it's a physics model that looks and feels like it's rolling on a green real uh, on a real green, uh, exclusive top golf putt launch where a high end ball, 
a high-end bay is always ready for you, day or night. It's a multiplayer experience, so me and Nathan can go back in there. Uh, that is as much about golf as it is about hanging with real friends. Uh, three beautiful courses to help you escape. A 10,000 square foot practice green. Wow. Jeez, oh, that's wow. a lot. Like um, Competition to match your skill level. Achievement and leaderboards. And also varying difficulties. So it's for the kids and for the real pros. The only thing that I saw on the trailer that was a little bit like, meh. It's like they don't have any kind of avatar. It's just like a... A hat mm. and like the yeah. golf stick, uh, so I was a little bit like, nah. But uh, I, I mean, do we already have a lot of uh, golf titles on the yeah. Oculus Quest? No, not on the Quest, but in general we no. do. And there is this yeah, in one. General, we do, There's right? one that I really like. It's this Galaxy Golf one, where you have to ah, with yeah, gravity. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. is it called? Uh, I don't, I don't know anymore. Someone will sure know it, but it's it's golf but in a different way. Is that on the Quest? Uh, very... No, not on the Quest. Oh, okay. No, it should be on the quest, though. It should be on the quest. With this one, you can hit each other, though. With yeah, I saw it. Like, so it, it gives yeah. this cartoony uh, thing. That's yeah. quite nice. That's quite nice. Uh, the next one is, uh, is for Nathy. Can you, can you give me a hoorah? <laughs> hoorah! Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, the name of this game is called Honor and Duty uh, D-Day. And this mm. is a game that has previously been released already on the PlayStation VR. That was on the 26th of February 2019. But now it's also coming for the Steam VR platform. So it's, it'll be there for the, the general headsets. Uh, the description says that it's an online PvP shooter set during the D-Day invasion of World War II. And the release date is the 24th of May. I'll repeat the name. It's Honor and Duty D-Day. Um, they have different modes. They have uh, Team Deathmatch, Domination, Free For All, and Battle Royale. So much like probably during D-Day. Uh, 16v16 matches. You can drive tanks, jeeps. They have four player classes with different abilities. They have machine guns, rifles, shotguns, rocket launchers, flamethrowers. Um, so wow. <laughs> a, a lot of fun. This was uh, and also, a PlayStation one, yeah, right? Ahead. First. Yeah, indeed. It was previously on PlayStation, but that was in 2019 in February that it got you, released. You, you, can, you, can definitely, you can definitely see that now. That's, that's just a joke. No, but it yeah, looks like, very... No, uh, they, they actually say it's it's a low-poly art style, yeah, but, but they yeah. remastered it entirely for the PC uh, using new textures as but well. But that, that yeah. is well-optimized. You know, you can have a big multiplayer with a lot of mm -hmm. people uh, and maybe yeah, have less 16 textures. 16. But yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You can do that with those textures. Yeah. And Zim was actually, actually a big fan important. of this one. Yeah, Zim was very, very important about this. as well is uh, is that it's still actively being worked on, so hmm. it's still receiving updates. It's been receiving updates on the PlayStation VR, and I assume that they will continue to do that uh, for this particular one as well. And it looks quite, it looks quite cool. Yeah, like I remember Zim saying that he was. I think he said that he could use the aim controller in this one as well, and he had a lot of fun yeah, with yeah, it. I remember can. him talking about this one yeah, and saying he had a lot of fun with it. So might be nice. uh, worth uh, checking one, checking this one out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the next one is another title that comes from uh, the PlayStation uh, platform. So, uh, uh -oh. Mike, it's your turn. Give me your by now famous Half-Life scientist scream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Now, now, I have to say, in my opinion, uh, this is not of a similar level of virtual reality because it has no motion controllers. The game title is The Persistence. Uh, it was previously on the PSVR, it released mm. on the 24th of July. A big fan is a friend of the show, uh, GT. Uh, I remember that he highlighted it as one of his favorite uh, PSVR experiences. Um, but it's played with the DualShock controller. And now it is releasing uh, on the PC 
just general PC, Nintendo Switch, regular PlayStation 4, so you can now also play without the PSVR set, and the Xbox One. But on PC, they also have included it on the Steam VR uh, um, mode, so you can play it with the general uh, headsets, but you will need to use a keyboard, a mouse, or a gamepad. Yeah, I think that was the, the biggest criticism I heard about this transition over to PC, because I really like the look of this game, but I never tried it on PSVR. Uh, the first time around, but I was hoping that they'd get motion control support, you know, with the Oculus yep. Touch or Vive uh, and uh, index controllers, but apparently that's not going to be the case. So a bit of a missed opportunity no, there, I think. Isn't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tagline is, uh, death is just the beginning. And uh, for the people who don't know what it is about yet, uh, I'll, I'll read out the description really briefly. So the persistence challenges you, a clone of security officer Zimri Elder, to survive aboard a doomed deep space colony starship overrun with horrific and murderous aberrations. You are the last survivor and your mission, restore functionality to the ship and somehow make your way back to Earth. It's already out now. It's out. It came out on the 21st of May and it has a, a few very interesting features such as it has a self-configuring macro structure which can alter its internal architecture which means that each time you die and you wake up in a new body or you teleport between decks the layout of the ship will, will change so you never have the exact same uh, experience. Um, every experience um, into the persistence will be unique with different items, different gear, to collect and upgrade, which is, I think, a cool feature. Looks really nice as well. It kind of reminds me of Alien Isolation a little bit, you know, the kind of vibe yeah, given me. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. yeah, indeed. And then the final title that I still have uh, found is one that also came out on the 21st of May. Uh, for this one, I'm going to need uh, Nati's help again, as he's the only one who's been uh, closest to the land of the rising sun. So please, Nati, how, how do I pronounce this title? What? What title? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the do, title. Do, do, do you see the title? Okay, no, never I don't mind, see, never mind. But I also don't this speak a, Chinese if you were trying to let me speak It's, it's Japanese. Oh, it's Japanese. Japanese. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 <laughs> this is a Japanese title. It's coming from uh, Kayak Inc. And it's called... Karakaijuzu no Takagi-san Harigaki. And what do we do in this game? It looks like we just... The translation of the... No, no, wait, wait, wait. The translation wait. of the title is Teasing Master Tagaki-san VR First Semester. The platform is Steam VR, and this is the tagline A virtually experience the playful and relentless teasing of heroine Tagaki-san. Can we just say how Any idea well... already what it's about? No, but I, I think... It's uh, like I'm, getting, I'm uh, getting concerned that we're going to get banned from, like, YouTube from playing <laughs> well, anymore I, I, this I'm trailer. I'm concerned this is okay. a dating simulator again. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing as, uh, at first, but I'll, I'll read the description. Um, and and uh, trust me, it's going to get worse. No, no, no. So, with sales okay. of the original comic series exceeding 8.2 million copies and two anime seasons broadcast in Japan... The romantic comedy makes its debut on VR platforms as a VR animation. In assuming the role of the main character, Nishikata, not only will you be able to experience being the target of Dagaki-san's affection, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, up close, you'll have a variety of opportunities to interact with her, more so than other VR animation titles to date. It just looks from the trailer that you're, you're trying to impress her by tidying everything up. <laughs> is, it, is that, you is spend that like time a... <laughs> with Tagaki's son after school, cleaning up the classroom, play at the beach, and more. 
In addition to popular scenes from the original series, teasing Master Tagaki-san VR features original scenarios you can only experience here. Oh God, if you ever wanted down, to down trade down. places with <laughs> Nishikata and get teased by Tagaki-san, this is the animation for you. It's already released now, 21st oh of May, and this is not <laughs> something we should get banned for, hopefully. No. Um, this is one of those, like, friend experiences uh, uh, in virtual reality. You know, like, uh, uh, this is fairly no, popular no, in, no. in those kind of regions. Uh, wait, 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 she doesn't look like, she doesn't, like, if you watch the video, she doesn't look like she's your friend, she's in love with Exactly. You. This is the only thing I have a little bit of problem with. It's like, okay, it's like a friend experience. We're dealing, especially Japan has been dealing with a loneliness epidemic and they've been having these kind of experiences in order to like, you know, I mean, it's a general problem. It's a millennial problem. But and, 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 I don't and, understand why no, that the girl needs to look no, outside yes, of yes, Japan. This, this looks this, like this a is, problem. This is my whole issue with this. That oh, thing. Like, I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind if you have like a girlfriend that's like 20 years old, fine. But I just don't understand why. And I know it's like a Japanese anime culture thing. I just don't get it's it though. Wrong, right? it, 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 it feels so, so like wrong and creepy to me. And I remember when we remember when we played it with the B haptics thing. We had oh. that, that, <laughs> that experience from B haptics where you wore a haptic vest and then this like anime girl touched you. Even that, that was just super creepy she as well. She did more than touching my. Yeah, let's not she go did into that. More than touching. The problem every time is, is that they don't, this, this girl looks like, like eighth or something. Yeah, that's yeah. not okay. But yeah, uh, there, yeah, there is but, definitely a culture but, thing going on here that we don't cleaning, get. Cleaning the streets, I, I'm down with that. You know, well, so cleanliness. There, there, let, let's be, let's be. I'm, I'm I do like that. Here. Yeah. There is nothing sexual about okay. his entire experience. No, no nothing no. at all. No, no, no. But it is implied throughout the entire experience. Yeah. You know, like you, you, when you go to the to the beach to play like beach ball or something with this like twelve year old girl. It looks weird. It just it, looks weird, right? Yeah. But it's it's it, like Steam has a, a very interesting way of approving games because I don't think you could launch this. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can on the Oculus Store. Uh, I don't think so. Or or Vive part or, or whatever. Um, no. So the yeah, dread the dread private Bob says FBI open up. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I That's think he true. understands what we're getting at here. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, this, and you can just you can just find this game on YouTube as well. Like people well, playing. We just watch the uh, whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah, well, indeed. Yeah. Well, well, no, uh, well. So, so, so you know, if you've got like a waifu pillow at home, then maybe this is your jam. But I don't know. <laughs> this for me, uh, it, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm out yeah. on this one. I'm out. All right. Yeah. Well, that was it. That was it for releases. Three, three solid releases, and then one weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much that's, for that, Rowdy. That's one way to say it. That, that's pretty much how you should summarize all of my releases every time I do it. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so if you've got any questions, I suppose we could take a couple of questions while we kind of wrap up the stream. Uh, apologies for running a little bit late uh, this, the, at the beginning yeah. of the stream. One of those things. We got around it in the end. Still delivered we a nice show. So. We were live. We, we got there in the end. <laughs> Cut us a break. You know, it's like, what, 140 episodes oh, in God, at this I point? <laughs> You know, we don't even know what's real anymore. Um, so just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Don't forget, you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. So if you were in big screen TV and you were waiting for the show to go live, apologies again, uh, because I imagine the delay whilst you're in VR can be even more painful. But hopefully you had some nice people to chat to in your room and you made some new friends. Um, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in central U.S., also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. 
hit the like button if you enjoy the stream and you're watching this on YouTube right now. And subscribe to the channel if you want to see more content like this in the future. Yeah. Uh, just a quick one again. I just want to say thank you again to the sponsor of this week's show, which is Synth Riders. Uh, available right now on Oculus Quest. Uh, and it's available on PC VR, on Steam and Viveport as well. Really unique uh, music rhythm game. Makes yeah. you feel like you're actually dancing. So that kind of what sets itself apart from other music rhythm games out there. And so, uh, thank you very much. It's also it's also maybe good to mention again that uh, you know this podcast is always open for sponsors. And uh, if you uh, want to support us and uh, want to make sure that this podcast can continue, because you know we do have to pay certain things and uh, it's not you know all you just in the cloud. Uh, then uh, yeah, that that's just highly appreciated. So yeah. Uh, I also yep. really like this sponsor because we're all on board and we we like yeah. the game. Uh, you know, we would not promote something where it's like where it's like yeah yeah we like it <laughs> and then we we, have we to like force, this like Japanese game yeah to you smell, should go and buy it straight away because yeah, we get no. paid to smell. No, but yeah. you get my point. Yeah, since we, we is did a solid have a question game. though, oh, and uh, just just a reminder as well, we've got some. Uh, stuff to give away so next week so yeah. make sure you stay locked to our twitter accounts mm. uh, f reality crew uh, on twitter and also synth riders vr on twitter as well follow I both like. of those accounts and if you're quick enough quick, quick enough fastest fingers first you might be in for a chance will to it be as groovy. quick as the quest selling out in a day when it's available again there you go yeah <laughs> exactly you gotta be that, that quick we, we had a question from a, a what the uk which i believe is directed at me he asked me uh, which one was the weird one so it was uh, just to clarify, uh, the persistence was the weird one. <laughs> yeah, That's I do have totally to say your Japanese is really good. Yeah, I know. I, pr I practiced the entire before noon and tried trying to pronounce. You've got it. nothing else to do in Canada. No, you can't leave that. Can't leave the apartment. So you can't make maple syrup and stuff. You know, like other people yeah, do. Yeah, right get right some now. maple syrup in there. Yeah, yeah. We should sell it for every sure. LD maple syrup. So like, we, maybe we should. You're not allowed to. Because oh. like poutine, like I, I'm, I'm obsessed with the, like poutine stuff because I've never tried it before, and it sounds like the most, possibly the most horrendous and amazing meal at the same time. So basically, it's like fries, like French fries, cheese yeah. with cheese curds. So it's not just normal cheese; it's like cheese curds, yeah. uh, which is like kind of like the scum cheese, basically, uh, <laughs> and a gravy on top. So it sounds like yeah. the most bizarre combination. That sounds but really good, like, actually. Canadians, that they. they it's like catnip for them. They go nuts for it. So catnip. <laughs> yeah. Bro, as as a Dutchman who always eats fries every day and snacks, this sounds like you're, you're on board. I'm down, yeah. Man. Fair enough. I'm down. I hear a lot of people already saying in the chat that it is delicious. So uh, I'm guessing I'm have to try it out uh, one of these days. So we yeah, should, do it should live. be selling every LD poutine. Yeah. Every, There's every also LD people asking poutine. for yeah. that in the chat. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So uh, can I say one more thing before we go? Yeah, sure. It would be weird if you said no now. Yeah, no. <laughs> End the stream. And then just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go offline. No, I just wanna, I just wanna highlight, um, you know, Mike's new, uh, um, you know, video series where he checks mm. out setups from other people. First episode is online right now, where he goes into his own. But if you want to, you know, shine and want to show mm. up your own setup, your VR setup, you know, how many yeah. headsets you have or uh, what you do to keep your quest clean or uh, what, what you build around your Rift S or Valve Index or Pimax, I don't know what you have. Um, but Mike, uh, you know, now has like a hotline and you can just send him your setup, photos, videos, and then he might cover it in the next uh, episode. Yeah, I've had some uh, great submissions already, actually. 
Um, some really interesting setups, some sort of minimal ones with like quests and just a play space. Some other ones with like fancy PCs and setups. Uh, also, some content creators uh, are interested. Like you, you guys are are on board and showing what you do uh, behind the scenes as well. Right now, so uh, as we speak, everyone's hoovering their play spaces, <laughs> getting all the crap out. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting series, particularly moving forward as as VR grows and grows and grows. We'll see some interesting stuff, and it's always interesting to get that kind of you know someone's like tip you know like oh i've got this amazing tip you know i run the, yeah. the headset cable along the ceiling and i do this kind of fancy mm. thing and it's always like oh that's kind of an interesting way of doing it uh, i never thought of that before so hopefully we'll get some uh, unique uh, yeah. stuff coming out but it can be series. it can be any setup so if you have like let's say a next level high-end expensive setup fine but if you have something that is doesn't yeah. matter doesn't matter you could have a quest in the garden that could, that's still a, an amazing setup in, in you know? so, yeah so yeah just don't burn your lenses. Cardboard yeah. is like having a carpet on the floor. It's my setup. <laughs> I would I would probably show that just for fun. But yeah, so it's been a, it's been an interesting show. Again, apologies for the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've covered lots of cool stuff this show. We've covered uh, what a year. hand tracking on the Oculus Quest. It's been an amazing year for VR. Uh, go check out Elixir, free hand tracking demo on the Quest. You've got no excuse not to get it for free. And go and show your friends and family because they'll it will completely blow their minds. I I I, I you know I, I guarantee it. Uh, we've also got play space update with Guardian. We've got spatial that we we talked about. Uh, also, the virtual reality escape rooms. We're definitely going to have that, to do that's, that. that that's um, that's going to be a really interesting one to check out, and we'll yeah. report back if we uh, get the chance to do that. And VR is Kickstarter, and of course, the anniversary. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us live on YouTube and on Twitch and in big screen. And thank you to the audio listeners as well that are listening to this after the fact. We appreciate you all. So have a great week in VR. We'll see you again next week. I think Zim's going to be joining us ne next week again. So we should be starting the show on time. <laughs> so, you were like, mm, I'm not sure. So uh, thanks again for joining us. <laughs> Take care. Have a great week. And bye-bye for now. See you later. Bye-bye.